Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of your favorite podcast, Arcade Parlor. That was... It's getting worse, guys. It's getting worse. (laughs) I thought it was pretty good for, like, my second time ever. First time as a host. I thought it was... You know what? C+. C C C plus our arcade parlor the C plus podcast. Hey, C's, C's get, get degrees. degrees. <laughs> that, there, there you go. C's get degrees. Uh, welcome everybody. Uh, it is uh, today's date is April first. Happy April Fool's Day to everybody. All the all the all the clowns out there. Happy April Fool's Day. It is uh, three thirteen p.m. Eastern. We are doing this recording. I am your host Pancho Taco, also known as David. I am joined here. Uh, I'll start with Ashley. Ashley, we are joined by you. Hello, I am here. You're here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Well, thank you, Dave. It's great to be here. How how are you doing? Um, I'm very well today. Um, and you, in case you were wondering, today it is 41 days until Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, when this episode releases, it will be 39 days until Tears of the Kingdom. So um, we're getting normal. I can officially say it's next month. Yeah. It's next month, so I'm doing great. That's coming up fast. I know. <laughs> I feel like it was just, uh, I don't know, I feel like it was just a, like over 100 days just like last week or something like that. It's, it's coming fast. Yeah, I feel like I blinked my eyes and now it's next month. Before we go any further, I'm still thinking about something. Right before we hit record, I saw Ashley take this giant <laughs> mug. Like, this mug is like, <laughs> bigger than her head i don't know it, 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 and just started drinking out of it <laughs> like I think you're understating the size of this mug it is bigger than the state of wyoming i have <laughs> never seen like the fact that she's strong enough to even lift it off the table is befuddling to me <laughs> i am hold, i'm holding it with it's, two hands i have to two hand it it's it's huge. It, it, are you drinking coffee out of that? Oh yeah, it's twenty four ounces of coffee. <laughs> You're gonna be bouncing off the walls. I already do. <laughs> it's it, it's it, for the listener. She's holding up to the camera, and I, and I swear it's bigger than her head right now. It, it, it's massive. This this cup of coffee. A, a, next time you're in Ashley's stream, ask her about her cup of coffee. Ask her about her mug. <laughs> it, it, it's it's big. Ashley, it's great to have you here. Thank you, you and your mug. Thanks. Great to have both of you. <laughs> uh, and then we're also joined by some guy who just stuck around apparently in our in our uh, voice chat for for months. Cheese pops. It is awesome. I am so excited to be back. I had so much fun, and I could talk about video games and Twitch forever. And I have a theory. That that's not actually a mug. That's like the carafe that goes into her <laughs> coffee maker. Oh my she God. just colored the outside of it to make it look like a mug and just pulls it out. But yeah, it's I'm Mike. I'm excited to be here. This is, you know, an honor to join both of you guys. And let's uh, let's have some fun. Yeah. I'm looking right now. That is 24. So, hold on. 24 fluid ounces. That is like that's like that's like a third of a coffee pot. Okay, and 
That's a lot of coffee in once. Doesn't it get cold? I, I'm, I'm sorry, cheese pops just like intro, and I'm still stuck on this 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 mug here. <laughs> I'm still stuck on this. Is it, it, it does it get cold? The coffee, but like, can you even drink it in time? Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty warm. That's because I have to brew twice because my coffee maker is a single cup maker, so it's twelve, and then uh, I do the other twelve. Okay. Everyone's so shaking their head you. at me for the listeners. Everyone's shaking their head at me right now. <laughs> anyway, Mike, it's awesome to have you on here. Um, we we did release a trailer, what, two, two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and that was a very fun thing. If, if anybody has not seen the trailer, go uh, on YouTube, search up uh, Arcade Parlor. We, we post a fun video. And actually, believe it or not, that video was our first take. Right. Well, it was our first take. Right. Yeah. We 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 tried to do a second take and then we were like, it doesn't sound as natural as the first. It's like we're trying to replicate the, the original and it just it sounded like robots. I wonder how often in movies they, they just go with the first take like that. <laughs> or do they just do 500 and just one like number 447 is the chosen one for some <laughs> reason. But yeah, like. The first take was good, and you're right. As soon as we tried it again, word for word, we're, we're reaching for what we did before. It's like, ah, we're good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, after that first time, we, like, had this vision of what it had to be, right? What it had to be. And then, like, as we're going, we're, like, trying to remember what we said before, and we're totally changing it up without realizing it. It just, it just sounds like robots. But it was a fun trailer. If, again, for listeners, if you haven't seen it, uh, youtube.com go to uh, check out arcade parlor on there and you can follow us on there too we'll, we'll hopefully be able to post some stuff there eventually uh, that, that is the plans but anyway guys uh, welcome in um, it is April 1st I feel like a lot has happened I feel like every time there's always a lot that's yeah. happened there's actually been a lot that's happened since uh, Mike you've been on here yes a lot has happened last time you were on here uh you were what our fourth third third guest fourth guest fourth guest you were our fourth guest um and yeah that yeah 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 fourth guest yeah i'm looking it up right here you were a fourth guest and back then you weren't a twitch partner that is true i and i i know this for a fact arcade parlor was a huge part of like the boost that i needed because right when you're at that line of twitch partner you can apply but they're like hey you need to be more consistent um 75 average isn't enough you need to make sure even your low streams are at least at 75 and then the amount of extra people from your communities that started popping in and saying hello you know people that listen to the podcast or started hanging out really put me over the edge and I, i'm so grateful to both of you inviting me on, letting me run my mouth and be a guest. And now I have the check mark and I can just go into other chats and flex. And it <laughs> makes me feel better. No, it's just, it, it's very little has actually changed, but it, it's super cool and it, to achieve a goal. You just keep setting them up there. You guys both know with your streams, like, hey, I want to do this. And then you reach it. You have to set another goal like that. But then I'll, I'll be honest, not having to worry about averages. Like, you still want to see it grow, so you still worry about the numbers, but not sure, having right. to, like, if one internet outage isn't going to ruin a month of trying to get there. So, I'm super relieved. Right. Um, it is it is an honor, and it's a 99% luck 
you know, you get a big raid here and there. Now you have this, you know, more people popping in. So I'm grateful and blessed. I'm lucky and just looking forward to, to keeping this. I call it the worst stream on Twitch alive. So <laughs> appreciate the kind words. That's totally awesome. And congratulations. That, that's that's oh, it's always awesome to see somebody achieve that, that, that there's a there's a couple we've we've uh, been fortunate enough on the podcast that we've had a couple like brand new partners on here. Um, and it's super cool to see that, uh, to get those people to do it. And what I find really cool is that not, not to toot our own horn here or anything, but you said that the podcast really helped to push it over, which is like what the vision, you know, we had with the podcast is obviously, well, we wanted to give some extra content out there for people if they wanted to listen to stuff. And we wanted to introduce people to these other awesome streamers that we know out there and to see like actual tangible evidence of people checking these new streamers out and stuff that maybe they've never in seen before and it actually happened and the benefit that came out of it like that's awesome that's like the the vision that we had here get these other streamers get people watching them super cool like super blessed to be a part of it and yeah absolutely that's what it did for me like i met so many people just from this podcast and like it's going to continue to grow, and, and I love that. And it's Twitch is so weird with that, where most other places you're in competition with each other, but the Twitch community, for the most part, like, hey, how can we build each other up? Because mm -hmm. it's still relatively new in the overall scheme of things, and if we work together to like grow viewership for everyone else, like, it, what's that phrase? I can't think of it. Like the rising tide, something boats also rise with it, or something. It's an economics thing I learned in seventh grade. I forgot, but like, <laughs> I love the fact that if Poncho Taco's stream blows up and does better, that means Ashley, that means my stream is going to do better too. And I love that we all work together to grow at the same time. And so normally like, oh, Drat, this other business is doing better than mine. Doesn't work that way on Twitch. You root for people to get more numbers because that only helps everyone else too. So I love that this is something the podcast does, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I mean, I have to say, like, I've been watching you for quite a few months now, uh, Mike, a.k.a. Cheese Pops. And even since the podcast, even the day your episode came out, I started seeing people that I've known on Twitch for years that were first time chatters for you. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Like, we're sharing our communities together. And whether you're family friendly or you're kind of in the middle or you're not, like, you know, people like want to share in the the joy that that streamers bring to them and it's been really cool to share in that journey with you yeah that's it it, it it's totally cool to see it it's really awesome and i'm glad that there is a benefit because that was that was kind of the ultimate goal is you know get people on here I, I, I want to meet, I want to talk, I mean, you, you talk to people in chats, yeah, you, you kind of get to know them, right? It's yeah. it's mostly a one-sided conversation, but get to know these people, get, you know, hear their stories and stuff. It, it's incredible. And it's, it, it's a really cool opportunity uh, for all of us to be able to do something like this and to have future guests on. Which, uh, speaking of which, we should talk about that. Arcade Parlor, this, this is phase two, Arcade Parlor phase two. We all know uh, we we how we this is episode eight now, and we had seven awesome episodes where we were joined by Bleachy B uh, Jackson, and we all know he's gone on to do some dreams of his own. Which if you guys didn't catch it, check out the previous episode. Plenty of detail there, uh, and now we were left with the thought of 
Uh, he's gone. What do we do next with the podcast? So once once Jackson had let us know a couple months ago, so we were aware of this a while ago. Uh, we were like, well, what are what are we gonna do? Do we just continue me and Ashley and try to get a guest on every month and if we're not guaranteed a guest, we're like, well, there's probably some people we could probably fall back on to help us out with and stuff like right. that. But I think three people minimum makes for a good podcast. Um, and we were like, well, who do we reach out to? We, we thought about our guests. All of our guests have been amazing. But then we thought back to when we had you, Mike, on here. And we were like, the, the conversations were it just the chemistry was so good. We just had, we had such a great time. It was like the one it was like the one episode that sticks out to me where I was like, we didn't have enough time. We didn't. We, we could have just kept going and going. So we were like, let's let's reach out. Let's see if you'd be interested in it. So again, Mike, welcome aboard. We're super happy that you're that you decided to join us. And we're going to we're going to have a great time on here. You're going to rock it. I am super pumped. I mean, I could talk about video games and Twitch are like my two favorite things. So this podcast, like you're going to trust me, you're going to get used to muting me. Just like you, please be quiet for five minutes. Ashley is talking now, but I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this ride and I'm so pumped. Just a little lore um, behind uh, Bleachy B, AKA Jackson. So, and I'll try not to cry. Uh, the, the episode <laughs> where uh, Cheese Pops was a guest on Arcade Parlor when we still had Bleachy B, uh, Bleachy was a few minutes late that day. Um, he had something going on and... It was just me, Dave Ponchotaco, and Mike Cheese Pops just sitting here in, in Discord waiting for the call. And I just remember the conversation we were having. It was it just flowed so beautifully, just the three of us, and we were chatting away about video games. And then bring obviously bringing Jackson and Bleachy B in, it was even better, and we had such a great episode. But I remember like we were I was typing in our in our Discord chat that we have up, and I was like, "Hey guys, it's getting to like that two hour mark, and I felt like we could have talked forever and ever and ever like it was just so great and I remember when we ended um that you Dave said to cheese pops like, "Okay, we gotta have you back on like we just it was like unfinished business, so I'm super excited, and I just want to let everybody know quickly um we we had mentioned in Bleachy's last episode that uh some people had wanted to make him some viewer levels. And uh, so he did have his last stream, which was amazing. It was March 25th and a bunch of people made uh, bleachy levels to say goodbye. And it was very emotional, um, but he did have his last stream and it was awesome. And thank you to everybody that submitted a level for Jackson Bleachy B. Yes, thank you. And we 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 did and we did let, definitely leave the door open when when Jackson is back he's he's coming back on here he's he's got to come back on here for an episode we got to we got to see we, 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 he's going to be eating toilet paper too when he comes back absolutely <laughs> the last episode was so amazing and I loved like I cried in it and I enjoyed the ride the story of Jackson was incredible but there was two things. That stood out to me, Poncho, and I kind of want to get these off of my chest because I was yelling. Okay. I was yelling at the podcast <laughs> when you were talking about mac and cheese and putting in butter and milk as your secret <laughs> recipe, your secret. And then Ashley's like, wait, and Bleachy B the same, like, wait, you just follow the direction that's on the box. You're like, yeah, but I did it better. I have never been more proud of you in my entire life. Taking credit for following simple directions 
was like my favorite. I had tears coming out of my eyes. Just, just Ashley's voice just going, so you followed the direction. And you're like, yeah, I, I killed I it. Did. The pride in your voice. I was so proud of you. And so I actually wrote down a top five list of what I believe to be poncho taco food hacks. Oh, Can I share man. those with you guys? My let, God. Let, let's, let's hear it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Number five, toasting Pop-Tarts. You put a Pop-Tart in a toaster <laughs> and warm it up, it makes it so much better. You guys got to try it. I know you never thought of it. Number four, you know there's like burgers out there. I'm telling you, you got to try this. Put cheese on the burger. You better stop. <laughs> you will have a cheeseburger. It's really You'll good. Trust me. believe it. You'll Game never believe it. Game changer. And then number three, <laughs> hot chocolate, good. Throw in some marshmallows. Oh, marshmallows and a cup of hot chocolate <laughs> will change your life. Number two on my list is, so Thanksgiving, you got your turkey. You got your turkey gravy. That gravy is versatile. A little gravy on the mashed potatoes will change your Thanksgiving meal <laughs> altogether. And number one, poncho taco food hack. No more dry cereal. A little bit of milk in that bowl will make that, that cereal. Milk. Oh, my goodness. So that is my top five poncho taco food hacks. I was laughing so hard. And he'd be so proud, too. So good. I would. I, I, would, be, I would be proud. I'll, I'll say the one thing I have not done on there is actually put a Pop-Tart in the toaster. What? I actually have never done that. I've only eaten them. I've only eaten them just straight out of the bag. That's it. It elevates them. It does. Not even like any any flavor. Like any flavor. Yes. Even like the I don't know strawberry or whatever. You've been eating a cold pop tart your whole life. (laughs) That's why they're designed to fit right in the toaster. That is the shape of them. I I, I've seen them like in the commercials where like they put them in the toaster. (laughs) I'm always like I should try that sometime, and I just never have. I just. I to be fair, Pop Tarts. I usually eat them in the car, so I, I just grab the bag and I leave if I'm eating a Pop Tart. So I don't usually toast it. You never had a gooey s'mores Pop Tart in your life. I had that I yesterday. I had it. Yes, it's so good. The, the it melts together. You got to try it. Oh, I'm, I'm coming to call on your wife after this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I will. I will make a point to try it before our next episode. A toasted pop tart. Which, which what flavor should I get? What do you recommend? S'mores. Oh, s'mores. S'mores. S'mores, s'mores you for can toasting. Even, you can I, mean, go I guess the, it makes sense. You can go the lazy route. I believe on the directions. Not that I ate pop tarts like every day for like fifteen years, but I believe on the directions it says you can microwave them for all of three seconds. If, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's three seconds. It says on the box. If you ever get lazy, I do recommend the toaster though. Lowest setting. I used the air fryer at like 350 for three what? minutes and it was perfect. It was That's good. adulting hmm. right there. I know. I, well, we don't have a toaster because like, <laughs> I mean, the wife has celiac disease, so we're not a lot of bread in the house, but yeah. I couldn't res- I, it's worth the risk of her being sick hmm. to have Pop-Tarts. So <laughs> I, I made the choice. Can we cut Pop-tarts. that from the, from the podcast? Nope. <laughs> That's uh, it? Yeah. Let me, let me reach out to uh, uh, Greg and I'll have him uh, edit that out in post. Okay. <laughs> The uh, the other thing from the Bleachy V episode that I was crying, I was absolutely crying my eyes out. You were talking about kids playing Legos. You were like, I don't know if they were family members. I can't remember. Yeah, they were on le- level one of Legos and they couldn't beat it. And I wasn't going to help them. 
Just your your <laughs> phrase of "I'm not gonna help these kids that are stuck on a level." I'm like, this I, is why we are friends. I sat there on the couch, and they kept being like, "Uncle David, can you can you do this for me?" I'm like, "No, you, come on, you, you you can figure." I can see I can see like right there. They just have to like jump up on one little block, and that's the solution. And they're there for like 15 minutes, just like I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, "I'm I'm not gonna help you. This is it's right in your face. Just just do the thing. Just do it." I hope you know I had tears coming down my face because that was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I, I'm not. I, I think it was Lego Batman. It was. It was the first level of Lego Batman. I'm like, I've never even played the game, and I can blatantly see the solution. Not helping. Nope. Sorry. No one helped me, man. <laughs> exactly no one helped me we had limited lives back in the day continues yes. that ran out taking damage meant something back in the day <laughs> and how old were they go 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 take one step back mac and cheese thing so one thing one thing i think people really pulled from that, I, th- I think people misinterpreted me to to a degree for some reason there has been a rumor going on out there that I eat mac and cheese just plain raw, like uncooked with the cheese in it. There, I don't know where this came from. I, I clearly said I boil the noodles. I cook them and then just add sometimes just add the cheese, nothing else. But for some reason, there, there's a rumor going out there that I just eat like crunchy mac, mac uh, crunchy noodles with powdered cheese kind of sticking to them, kind of not. I am going to spread that rumor. I am going to make you a plaque for your streaming room that says Pancho Taco right there. cooks the noodles. Like, cooks the gold noodles. star. <laughs> Maybe I need to put that as a, as a stream tag. I cook the noodles. <laughs> you know now that there's going to be a charity event. If enough money is raised, you're eating dry pasta with oh, cheese you, powder on oh, it. With yeah. the powder. Oh, so gross. I No, I, I have. Okay, I'm, I'm going to admit something today. I made Kraft mac and cheese. Uh, I, 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 I did it the correct way, my way, of the milk, the butter, and I'm not going to lie, I did take one raw noodle and I did eat it because it, it fell out onto the counter while I was pouring it into the, the thing. One noodle fell out and I was like, let, let me eat it. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as it was crunchy, don't get me wrong. But it broke a lot easier than other pastas I've had. Like, you know, some other... Have you ever eaten just, a, like... Have you ever just, like, taken a bite off of a raw, like, spaghetti noodle? Yeah. So we all have done that. It's weird you say that. Anytime I cook pasta, I always eat one raw. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's a tradition that I've never thought of. Like, let me eat this one noodle, the one strand. I always do that. And I don't know why, because it's not good. It's... it's <laughs> It's not flavorful. It's just crunch. It gets wedged into your teeth as you eat it. It's it's not enjoyable in any way. But I, I do the same thing. If if uh one if I'm making it, I'll do it. If my wife's making it, and if I happen to be in the kitchen, I'll, I'll grab one or something. But otherwise, yeah, I I don't know why, the but it, I, I do it too. The Italian in me is just so just so disappointed right now, like. <laughs> Don't even act like you don't eat dry noodles, too. This is a dry noodle podcast. <laughs> I 
can't like he's like so he's like i can't believe it it was like pretty crunchy man that craft like yeah well it's not like like my auntie and like the villages of milan made it you know it's freaking craft <laughs> <laughs> oh geez 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 all right well w- welcome to arcade parlor uh this is definitely episode eight i have not looked at the numbers but i i, I think it's episode eight uh welcome in uh, we do not have a guest this month. Uh, we figured we're going to start off phase two, just the three of us, lay some groundwork, um, and then we'll be right back to bringing in guests. Uh, but before we go, I, just for our listeners' sake, uh, I know we the the cast has changed up a little bit. Uh, you guys can still expect the same type of podcast here. We are family-friendly, adjacent, I, I don't know what we, what we call it. Uh, but we're 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 not going to be uh, dropping curse words all the time or anything like that. It's still the good. It's still the podcast here, and we love to do this. Uh, and the format's all going to be about the same. We're all on the same page here. So, as a listener, if you were wondering about any of that type of stuff, nothing's really going to be changing in that regard. So, with that said, uh, you guys, you guys like video games? Like pong? You guys or- like them? like yeah yeah sure pong you guys like pong when was the last time you guys played pong been a while like there was one on the wii it was like uh it was pong but it was like air hockey pong and you use motion <laughs> controls and the okay. white sticky pops wrecks me at it and i'm stubborn i'm like all right i got you this time i got you this time and it never goes well and she is unbearable when she wins so it's uh I love that game. What was it called? It wasn't like Wii Sports. It was like Wii Resort. Not Wii Resort. It was one of the Wii Play. Wii Play. That's mm, what it yes. was. Wii Play. Okay. There were some good games. I, I have heard of that. Yes. I have heard of that one. I actually had uh, for my PS1, I had a game that was every Atari game ever on one game. And I remember like I used to play it so much. And my dad came in the room and was like, are you playing? Are you playing Pong right now? And I was like, Yeah. So, uh, my dad actually gave me some of his old Atari cartridges. Um, I don't have an Atari, but I got a bunch of cool games like Crystal Castles. Nice. I played one in my Segathon. There was, I think it was Arc. Yes, the game was called Arcade Classic. So it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you're just talking about Ashley. Uh, but it was for the Mega Drive. Uh, as it says here, or at least that's what the cover says. This is on my Genesis anyway, but maybe it was a, a similar release, but uh, it was and I played it. And let me tell you, that game cheating Pong cheats 100 percent. I was playing it and I had it on easy mode and I went for 10 minutes and the computer never missed a shot. Like I was trying to do trick shots, shooting at the other side, and he would always be like kind of hovering one side and then just shoot right up. I never, I played the game for 20 minutes, never scored once. (laughs) But they they, they scored so many times. Typical computer balancing. It's it's not a skill issue. (laughs) It's computer cheating. I think it was in Mortal Kombat 2, the arcade game, either 2 or 3. If you played 250 straight matches, and I, I'm not sure if you have to win every one. It's some ridiculous number. It would take you to a single round of Pong. And I think that's on the arcade. So I don't know how you would pay, like win 250 matches in a row. And they kept it up with three, I think, was Galaga. 
like mid because Midway, who released the games in the arcade, you know, had all these old. I think Midway was like a pinball machine, but they're like, here's a Pong game, and it's yeah. like ridiculous. If you want, it's there. If you want to do it and waste your life, go ahead and try. But I, that always that's why I love Mortal Kombat, just ridiculous secrets like that and nods to like previous video games. So many Easter eggs in, especially the early Mortal Kombat's. Yeah, I, I I've heard about a lot of those. <laughs> I, I I I don't I don't play Mortal Kombat, but he's not a uh, fan of I, combo I have fighting heard about games. Those. No, I, I'm not. If you want, uh, there is some uh, video evidence of that out there. I I could not beat. I, I tried every single character. Not 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 uh not one month ago. I I went through every single character. I think it was Mortal Kombat three. It was. I could not beat the first person on what was considered like the easiest mode. <laughs> I could not do it. Fighting games, they don't work for me. I don't understand I don't understand how people get all the circle left, up right, A B X Y, Z Z Z, up down left right start and then you you pull off a single punch doing that. <laughs> I don't know how people do that. Try doing it fatalities. It doesn't work for me. The fatalities <laughs> at the end. Oh man. They give you like 0.5 seconds too and it's like this like 10 direction, like toward back down down up left ba ba duck and you're like okay what is it again all right the time's up <laughs> did, you, did you guys have you guys pulled off fatalities oh yeah like ever fluently did you ever get like fluent with it with the character because i assume all the characters had a different combo set right Right, they did for the well some somewhere like character to character but they they always have one that's individual to them after like the first one so why I originally fell in love with Johnny Cage as my character, it wasn't a personality, because you didn't get a ton of personality from games back then, but his fatality was toward, toward, down, up, and two. And so you could just, there's no risk of actually hitting the wrong button and hitting the person. You just hug them toward, toward, down, up, and he does the uppercut. And also, if you hold in every button when you do it, it doesn't take one head off, but it knocks three off as a joke, because in the first Mortal Kombat, if you do toward, 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 I think it was high kick or high punch. Mm-hmm. And if you did it fast enough, you could do the fatality twice before the game realized what was going on. And so instead of being embarrassed by their mistake, they like embraced that's it. Awesome. Like, let's keep it as ridiculous and stupid as possible. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. I, I, I love it when developers just give in and are just like, all right, this is part of the game now. It, it becomes such a part of the original game. That you you just have to you just have to include it. Yeah, I, I love that too. Like anytime there's a mistake or like, and I, I hear both sides of the argument too. Like when developers are like, no, that's not supposed to be in the game. They patch it and fix it. For me, I'm like, but like let people explore and play the game how they want to, and who cares? And like with Mario Maker creators too, some get so mad if you find cheese, and others are like, embrace the cheese. Like, no, yeah. that's cool. I didn't even think you could do that. And I, I fall more on that side, but I do get the other side. Like, hey, I put the time into making this. I want you to play it the way I have it set up. But cheese mm-hmm. is always funny to me. It's so fun. Yes, <laughs> I, I fully agree with that. <laughs> uh, what do you guys? You guys, uh, you guys playing? I, I, obviously, most of us we we mostly play Mario Maker for the most part. If you look at our if you look at our hours every month, Mario Maker will be the number one thing. Are you guys uh, playing? Anything else uh, on downtime or even on stream? I don't know. Ashley? Um, well, I'll, really quick in Mario Maker, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. I've mentioned many times the 
the get good challenge that I made up to try to get better at Mario Maker, which is uh the top 100 most popular all time expert and super expert level. So it's 200 levels. Um, I am at 199 out of 200. There's one level I just I cannot get it, but I will. Um, but that double shell jump, man, it's just it's tough. <laughs> So that's right. It's, yep. It's I, I I think I think I might have made this exact comment last time, but it's like one of those like training levels. It's that a was training just, level. It, yeah, it, it's one that clearly was made when the game like first came out. So a lot of people played it because they were like, oh, let me learn the the new physics because they're slightly different than the first Mario Maker. And it, that's clearly why it's in the top 100 is because it was just a training level that came out long time ago. And it's not actually like a good level. It's just that so many people played it because they were they were just learning the new physics, the new the new shell jumps and everything like that. And that's why it's in there. Yeah. And it's a pain. It's a rough I, level. I, I haven't played it myself, but I've seen it. it, it it's a pain. <laughs> some of the stuff they make you do in that one. I will say it is very slowly creeping out of the top 100, uh, which is kind of nice. So the day that it just <laughs> pops off the top 100, I can't wait to say, guys, I beat my own challenge. I did it. Go. Um, I'm very honored. Uh, so far, I've made a list of 17 other streamers who have done the Gekka Challenge, um, at least four of whom have beat it. So I'm super glad other people found joy in it because it definitely made me better at Mario Maker. Um, speaking of which, I actually, as of today, I have completed two Barb levels. Uh, last week, I did. Nice. Yeah, it took the I did a Kindergarten Cop, which took me like four streams to do it. Um and then I found his level, The Running Man, which is like a super fun, like each room is a different speed run level. I was like, oh, this looks great. And I was very proud of myself. I beat that in two hours. So that was pretty good for me. Um, As far as other than Maker, I play this very strange game. I know you've seen me play it, Pancho Taco, before, uh, like more than a year ago on stream. It's called Wario's Woods. Have you heard of this, Cheese Pops? Yeah, it was uh that's a Japan only game with the the mouse, right? In the no, on Super it's, Nintendo? It's not. It's for Nintendo. Oh, it's is that like, the, the puzzle game? Yes, yes, it's the puzzle game. So it, it okay, I had this game cartridge when I was a kid. Wario's Woods, it's called. It's for Nintendo. You play as Toad, and it's like almost like a Tetrisy kind of a vibe. You have to move around these sprites and these little bombs and make like at least three in a row. And uh, I play the game a lot. I've been playing it since I was like probably like four years old. And at night, it is just like my favorite thing. I'll be watching like my nighttime favorite streamers. And uh, I'm sitting there playing Wario's Woods every night of my life. It never gets old. Did it? Did it come out on the Nintendo Switch online? Yes, I I feel like it is. Yep, so that's how I play. If anybody's on my listening, if anybody's listening and they want to check this game out, it's on and you ha and you're subscribed. Check it out on your Switch. Yep, it's on your NES. For me, I either get puzzle games right away, like okay, I understand how this works. I have a plan. I go in, or I never learn how to play them, <laughs> and it's a struggle. And I I my brain cannot connect what's happening in Wario's Woods because it was on. NES remix on the the Wii yes. U. Yes. And I beat both one and two, and I struggled so hard on the even like step one. Connect these two things to do the puzzle. And it's like, I don't nope. 
let's fail miserably. And I spent the most of my time just trying to get through those. Because you got to 100% those games. And even when I beat a mission, no idea what I was doing. I just went in with Toad spinning around wildly and I was just praying it would work out well. Your brain is smarter than my brain. <laughs> I've just you imagine like when when we were kids. I know we talk about this a lot, but when we were kids, like you had the games you had. We didn't have no online. We didn't have no go to the computer play a computer game. Like unless you had a CD ROM game. But this is pre internet. This is pre pre computers in in every household. Like I'm fine. I'm gonna be 35 next month. So I I was this was a long time ago, over 30 years ago, and. uh I loved this game as a kid. It was like my super favorite. My mom liked it for like the puzzle aspect of it. And uh, we actually play it two player when my mom comes over. We like to play that game. That and this weird game, which is also on the Switch. It's called Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Have you heard of this game? I have heard of it. I don't know if I've actually seen it played. I've not played it. I don't think I've seen it played. Puyo Puyo. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But for Sonic. But Sonic, yeah, and that it was, was Sonic themed. It's fun because like you go through the levels and you fight the bad guy Sonic character, and they had ones from the cartoon show, which was super cool at the time. And yep, yeah, I like that style puzzle game where the computer is not just a screen. Like here's a bad guy representation of it. You have unlimited continues to try to beat the jerk, and then I love those games. There's actually a mode in Wario's Woods too. You can play A mode or B mode. And A is like kind of, I want to say easy, but it's not like B mode. Every 10 levels, you actually have a boss fight. And it's super, super cool. And it's all different bosses. Sometimes it's Wario. Sometimes it's like some Grim Reaper guy. I don't know. Very strange game, but it's so charming. If you like puzzly kind of Tetrisy, Poyo kind of games, uh, check out Wario's Woods on Switch Online for NES. I'm uh really quick going back to 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 add more to what Mike said about puzzle games. Uh, I I like the first few levels of puzzle games where it's like <laughs> you feel like you're smart because like I figured that out so fast, and then by like level four or five, I'm like, I I, I think I'm done here. It's getting real now. <laughs> There's so many like puzzle games I've tried that end in that same exact way and they're all like logic puzzles of course and stuff like that it's just like i the first three levels i feel like the smartest person in the world like ah i bet nobody else figured this puzzle out as fast as i did (laughs) and then (laughs) level four i'm like all right i I think i'm done here (laughs) so many so many oh i think that as far as what i'm actually i mean there's there's a game i'm surely waiting to play um, but other than that, as far as what I'm actually playing, that's pretty much it. Cool. Very cool. Mike, what about you? Uh, you know, living the dream with Mario Maker 2, but I actually had a, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but now I'm down in New Mexico. I'd, I had a friend come over. He's here right now. And what we did, there's a game on Super Nintendo we both had growing up called King Griffey Jr.'s Baseball. And it's, it's just a, it's a fun arcade style baseball game but they did not have the license for the players so all the names are fake anyways so we went in and we started a short season and we renamed everyone on our team so obviously we're on the team so you got cheese pops you got pipes but the rest of the team we named after kids from our high school that like just (laughs) we were thinking of like the funniest names we could remember from our high school so our entire lineup 
is just random people that from our high school. And it's so funny because last night we're playing into the night. And it's like, come on, Brian Rupert, this is your time. To, and just <laughs> saying these names of people that like we would never talk about again for the rest of our lives. And having them on our team, it's like, you got you to gotta pinch hit for this guy. And so we were laughing and crying. It made it so much more fun just to have um, have that. That's just something we were doing. It, it cracks me up. And I remember before doing something similar where it'd be like one in the morning and I'd reach out to my friends like, that was a clutch home run you just hit for my team on baseball. And of course, his response is like, don't text after one in the morning about a video <laughs> game on Super Nintendo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. That, that makes sense. But other than that, um, the usual suspects, Mario, Smash Brothers, had fun with that the other day. Might might try to get back into that, but it's basically like Ashley said. Like I'm waiting for Zelda. I don't yeah. want to get like start something new and put a stop to it. And like after seeing that trailer, I'm just I'm more excited. It looks like it's just it's like the first game was what if Link was in Skyrim, which is cool. And now this one looks like okay, let's add some Minecraft elements to it where everything interacts in a new way in this sandbox and like the fact that Keith's eyes have the arrows homing i'm like what is like what is a liz i can't even say their name what does the tail do liz Velos? how do you say that name liz alphos liz alphos i said it right edit that so i said it right poncho i'm gonna give you one okay edit. okay uh C- craig you heard that uh edit that next uh in post please right but that's yeah i'm pretty much waiting waiting for zelda um playing Mario Maker 2 and uh, hitting home runs with Brian Rupert, so. Beautiful. (laughs) I have actually quite a few things. I, for the very first time in my life, I have actually never, ever played or even, even touched a Castlevania game. Believe it or not. So I went on the internet and I was like, okay, if I'm going to play Castlevania, where do I want to start? And there's 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 two there's two minds of people kind of seems like a lot of people are like, play the just do it in order. It's going to be brutal. But that's the only way to play it. And I was looking up online. I was like, well, what if I don't want to, like, immediately taint my judgment on on this series and play something? I'm going to I'm going to die repeatedly over and over again because it's just old school, hard Castlevania. And I came up with playing uh, Symphony of the Night which I've heard is like probably one of the best video games like in general, like ever made. A lot of people just love it on PlayStation one. So on on my mister, it runs the PSX core. So I loaded on there runs beautifully. And I was playing that on on stream a, uh, a couple weeks ago and I was having fun. That, game, that game's fun. Like it, it's it, the music is awesome. Uh, the combat, the the platforming. I was like, this is this is a cool game. This is this. Is, I've never played this and this is awesome. I would marry the Castlevania series if <laughs> they let me. I like I love it so much and like I'm not <laughs> even mad that you haven't played it, but you are in for a treat. Um like I love Symphony of Night the best one, um, when it comes to that Metroidvania style where sure. level up RPG, you can like mm-hmm. save and stuff like that, which is a super fun way and I get why they went that direction. But the classics one, three in Super Castlevania 4, Rondo of Blood is a must. Um, those old school 2D uh, platformers. And what's so, what I love about it is that they are incredibly hard. Un, 
limited continues. Like, Konami figured yeah. that out early in Nintendo's yeah. life, where, like, you you give up when you give up. And there is a punishment for dying. You might go back a couple of levels, but it's never to the start of the game. And so it made... There have been so many moments in that series where this boss fight, I'm sweating. I don't want to go back mm-hmm. to the beginning of the level to have to fight my way back here. And so many good moments, and it's it's very hard but very fair. And if you lose, it's because you give up. It's not because the game sent you back to the beginning of it. And it is, one is relatively, one's not a bad one to start with um, after Symphony of the Night because it's short okay. and hard and fair. And if yeah. you know what to do, you'll be fine. But you'll quickly learn, oh, if I do that, like, once you know the levels, you're set. Three is still hard to this day. Like, if I picked up three and played it, it's going to kick my butt. And same with four, but... Unlimited continues. The best music. The well, best. I can't say that because Mega Man. True. <laughs> it's amongst the best. Yeah. Amongst the best. And, and most recognizable. Yes. Yeah. And then the lore is, I have a soft spot for stupid video game lore. That's why I love the Mortal Kombat series. Castlevania is ridiculous nonsense and I love it. And the more in depth they go, the worse it gets in the best possible way. And it's like Mega Man lore. It's just all nonsense. And I just, I love, I'm jealous that you're experiencing these games for the first time. But I think that was a good call. Symphony of the Night, starting with that, definitely the way to go. Yeah. I've also heard it's like the most accessible one because of the the saving and everything like that. It's definitely like, if you're going from modern games, from if you're you're used to playing modern games, it's the easiest to jump into. I don't know if it's going to spoil me too much for the rest of the games, but... I, I'm liking it regardless. And one thing I'll say, I'm, I'm impressed. And I think it was, I there were other games that kind of did this too, I think at the time, but I'm impressed. Uh, it felt a little ahead of its time with showing you the events of the previous game. It starts you off with killing Dracula uh, from the previous game. Yep. So it's like kind of like previously on Castlevania or something yeah, like that, right? Lore. Yeah, and, and you go and you act, you're, you're over, you're OP, you, you beat Dracula pretty easy. You take a couple hits, whatever. But I, I thought that was that was really cool to see on an old uh, PlayStation one game where they're continuing from a, a, a previous generation of console. That's not even a PlayStation console. No, less. Right. but they're just. Con- yeah. And they're just starting and they're just here's the story. Uh, if you didn't have the previous console the, that wasn't even play Sony or anything, here's what happened. You, you do something really cool. And then they then they just neuter you right immediately <laughs> to, to level zero. What is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. One of the best lines in video game history. I have to say for everyone listening, when when Dave said he had never played a Castlevania, me and Mike Cheese Pops were sitting here just shaking our heads. But then as soon as he said Symphony of the Night was the first one he picked up, we were both clapping in the background. I think that's a great <laughs> one to start with. Um, I love Castlevania. I still have my Bloodlines cartridge uh, from my Sega Genesis. It's a great game. And quick, real quick lore. Bloodlines was my first Castlevania game that I ever played. And because I had just got I had gotten the Sega cartridge and I remember I was like, this game looks stupid. Like I was a girl. I wanted to play like cutesy, like fun kind of. I played Mortal Kombat and Mario and everything, but I was like, this looks stupid. So I I turned the game on and one of the the two characters you can pick in the beginning had my birthday. It was May 3rd. And I was like, oh, it's my birthday in a video game. And it made me try the game. 
the I can't even imagine how many hours I put in that game. But I'm telling you right now, it was out of my own selfishness that I saw my birthday and I was like, I want to play this now and I'll never look back. I love Castlevania. Meant to be. <laughs> Meant to be. <laughs> now, now, share your thoughts, if you will, on uh, Castlevania 64. I'm I I feel like that's that game is maybe something else. I've seen a little bit of it played, uh, but I'll, I'll reserve any more judgment. I assume, Mike, you played Castlevania 64. I own both of the 64 Castlevania games. There's I, two of them. There's okay. two of them. One is like the finished version. I think Legacy of Darkness is what it's called. Something like that. But it's basically it's Castlevania 64, but they finished the game. So it kind of feels like DLC and it it does run better. It does play better. Um, it does make more sense, but I enjoy the games for what they are. It's just Konami made two, two big mistakes with it. There's one and minor spoilers, but there's like a section where you have to be in this Rose Garden at a very specific time. Mm -hmm. And there's a day and night cycle, you know, very similar to, uh, Ocarina of Time, but how they work it instead of like the sun song, you have cards. So you can either make it midnight or dawn. And they tell you like, be here at midnight so of course you're like let me use my midnight card so i'm not standing around waiting the midnight card takes you to 3 a.m this thing is triggered at like 2:50 a.m and so if you use the midnight card you would literally have to wait the longest amount of time for the sun cycle <laughs> to actually go to get it which is i played for like three hours i'm like the game is broken and i looked it up it's like stupid i'm like oh my goodness i can't believe that but other than that, um, the other thing at the very first level is called the Forest of Silence. No music. This is Castlevania. You come out yeah. hot with like a tune or something and like, nope, it's silent. Yeah. It's silent. And the rest of the game has decent music. But they decided to open up with no music. But for a 64 game, B. It's good. It's like, okay. I mean, 3D was relatively new at the time. And it's playable. It's fun. It's challenging. It gives you everything you want from Castlevania. But it's it for the people that hate on it, I get it because it doesn't hold up well. But at the time, I mean, it's not as bad as what people say. And also, Konami can release like just a sponge and write <laughs> Castlevania on it, and I will defend it because I am a fanboy <laughs> through and through. So, just, is Ca is Castlevania sixty four the last, the latest one, other than remakes and stuff like that? Is that the most is that the most recent original Castlevania? Like are you talking in the timeline or or, or release like uh they they put it out for people to buy. There's like two there was a uh, one on PlayStation 2 that went in okay. some characters that were in the uh Actually no, they don't. Uh, there's one on PlayStation 2 so it starts the history of the whip and how Dracula became Dracula mm -hmm. and it is hilariously terrible the story. <laughs> but but the game is like that era was just basic hack and slash. So God of War, but not very good. Okay. Kind of situation. Okay. And then so they I went that direction. The, yeah, I have one on the Xbox. It's the same thing. It's just a mindless hack and slash. But if you like Castlevania, you get that kind of Castlevania fix. And then they did the um, like spinoff. They basically, they made a game and they're like, okay, this game is pretty good. Probably not going to sell great. So let's just paste Castlevania on it. And they redid the story. So it's kind of like an alternate universe Castlevania. It's called like uh, Lords of Darkness, I think. 
and the three games, like one, two were on the Xbox and one was on the 3DS, they're good games. They are fun. They're different. The second one gets a lot of hate because of certain elements, as I said, but they're all competent video games. It's just, they're different. Basically, they make Belmont into Dracula or something. It's, I love Castlevania. Okay, I gotta be quiet. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. I feel like Konami is sitting on a gold mine to release some original Castlevania for everybody with nostalgia, and it's been on like a modern console, not like a, not like a handheld or anything like that, but like a modern day. I don't know what it looks like. I, I would suspect probably side scroller with just uh, there as we've seen. There's a lot of new side scrollers coming out with amazing graphics, 3D. They're still they're still 2D, but 3D at the same time, if you will, and they look incredible. Like I feel like Konami is sitting on a gold mine, just not doing anything with the Castlevania uh the the title or anything now they did just release a very popular dlc for uh they partnered with uh uh i can't remember the the company but for dead cells um and uh, to my understanding i have not gotten to that dlc area yet but from my understanding a lot of people are very very happy with what they did so that's pretty cool yeah but i i feel like they're sitting on they're sitting on a gold mine there they they, they got to release they got to do something and and they'll, they'll they'll make millions off of it my hope is that like at some point they're just like nintendo can you make something for us and just give us a cut or uh, i don't know the company that makes like the the dark souls games but i think the konami or the castlevania universe and a dark souls game where it's just there's a castle oh open God. world random monster ominous yeah, yeah. i the think that would from soft castlevania i would be all on board for that <laughs> that would be my and, life. and they and they it's funny because with the castlevania it feels like they use their property but like you said they kind of just piggyback off an existing thing these days like they added uh two characters to smash brothers i, I think it's two simon and uh who's the other guy that was added richter what's richter <laughs> that's right <laughs> And so, so they were both added, um, and I know they're they're, they're interesting characters. I, I kind of like them too in that game. They're pretty cool. Uh, but uh, it seems like they just kind of piggyback on existing IPs just to like uh, not, not 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 necessarily make a quick buck or anything like that because it's implemented well. The uh, the things that I've seen, uh, but it, it's just interesting that that's what they're choosing to do with this once highly highly popular IP. And maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe they have something in the works. I don't know. They don't. You're shaking your head like they don't know what they're doing. I, I, I mean, like, it's Konami after all. Right. They, they just make Who is Konami machines. anymore? Yes. Who is Konami anymore? Because <laughs> weren't they? Uh, I might be totally off the ball here, but was it Konami and Kojima? Were they working yeah. together? Yes. OK, I was trying to remember if they if that was right until they. Everybody knows something messy, something really messy happened there, and we'll probably never see a truly good Metal Gear anything ever again, which I, I love that series, Metal Gear, uh, all of them. They're, they're great, uh, but we'll never it, they made a Metal Gear survive and that was dumb. <laughs> I don't I don't think they really anybody tried. played it or anything. Yeah, <laughs> they, they tried to implement some online elements and it was just like, nah, <laughs> you tried, you tried, but. We want, we want, we need, you need, with, 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 when it comes to Metal Gear Solid, you, you need Kojima behind, you need him behind the, you need somebody who makes the most wild story that you only maybe understand 10% of it. You need somebody like that in the Metal Gear Solid world <laughs> to make a proper game. 
Those are so much anyway. I, I, dig, I digress on that <laughs> on Metal Gear Solid. I could talk a while about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, let's see. I also, for the first time, booted up the Resident Evil 2 remake that came out, what, 2019, 2020, something like that? Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, maybe 2018 even. And that game's cool. The last Resident Evil I played was the original four. So I haven't played any Resident Evil since then. I know there's a seven. I, I know people didn't like six. Five is only good if you're playing with a friend. It's not good solo from what I understand. Uh, seven is very well received. And because they, they I, I got to give credit to, to Capcom. Their Resident Evil games. They try things and it works. It, it's, it's incredible. When you look at if you line up each Resident Evil game, even the remakes, if you will. They're vastly different games. And for the most part, people are like, this is sweet. And they, they turn out really good. Like they know th- they're trying new things. They're going first person. They're going, uh, you know, fixed camera and, and whatever. And I feel like it's one of the most diverse IPs out there where they're taking risks and it's actually working for them. But uh, anyway, I I I I got on the Resident Evil bug because the fourth one, the remake, just came out, which I'm sure you guys saw some of that. Looks absolutely incredible. I've not played it myself. I I I just don't want to spend the money on it right now. So I was like, well, I have Resident Evil Two remake in my Steam library. I have I've had it for like a year, just haven't had a chance to boot it up. So I booted it up. That game's good. The remake is good. Like they 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 made it modernized. Uh, behind the behind the camp, behind the shoulder, and everything. Uh, it's, it's fun. I haven't gotten to like the Mr. X stuff yet, which kind of terrifies me just thinking about that's coming, <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm near there. I, I know I am. Cause I've seen some playthroughs of it. Some people playing aspects of it, uh, but I've not gotten to Mr. X coming through, uh, which yeah, I, I think, I think that's a really interesting aspect to the game where there's just this big guy just always walking towards you somewhere and you have to just hope he's not going to be there when you turn around in a door or something like that. I think it's really interesting AI work, especially for its time in uh, PS1. Uh, but I, so far, I'm, I'm liking it. I think it's I think it's really cool. It's terrifying. He is an anxiety generator in the best <laughs> possible way, because like you're so used to at least I can take this room is safe. I yes. see a typewriter. I am safe in here. I'm going to be fine. And then he just kicks down a door and starts walking right towards you. And you're like, well, that's not okay. I'm going to cry and run. It's, it, you're going to have a blast. And those liquors are the most terrifying enemy in any video game because they don't have eyes. And so you're trying and they, they make every hallway, Ashley, here is a liquor. And here's this slight path you can take past it. And they're, they know something's going on and you're tiptoeing <laughs> past them the best you can. And then they you make a sound because you're scared and you just you scream audibly out loud and just start sprinting. And it's oh, it's, there's so much fun. Capcom does do a good job with those games. I've seen a mod of the Resident Evil 2 remake where every time Mr. X shows up, the song by DMX X gun, give it to you. It just starts blasting. It's a mod. Every time you see him come through a door, it's just like it just that song starts playing. Why did Capcom not make that official? Oh, it's so good. It's incredible. Look up a YouTube video when you get a chance. Uh, X Gone, give it to you. Resident Evil 2 mod. It's hilarious. Like it's the funniest thing. <laughs> Anytime he comes through the door. 
Uh, so this is not the first time I've actually played a game that has this aspect to it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I may have mentioned on the, on the podcast, I don't remember. I played through Alien Isolation. Oh, yeah. On uh, for actually on stream. I played it uh, for Halloween two years ago. Yep. As the Halloween game. And th- that I'll tell you, that game. Is stress to, to 100 turned up to 200 percent. Like, I'm not a person that gets stressed out, but like that game, like they, there is not one minute. It's like a, it's like a 28 hour game, too. There is not like one minute of like, OK, I can I can I can breathe now. <laughs> this thing is always in the vents above you. Uh, you can't even if, if you choose to run, you can only do it for a little bit of time. Otherwise, it will catch on to you. And if you continually hide in lockers and stuff, it, the AI picks up on that and will start checking the lockers more often and stuff so like that. Freaky. Like it's it's incredible. Like the game is so well done. The the atmosphere is incredible. You actually feel like you're in an alien movie. Like they just nailed everything when you go like into the into the nest and everything like that. It's it's incredible. But man, it is a stressful <laughs> game. And I know there is a way to play it where it uses the ambient noise in your room. So if in theory you were to cough in real life, the alien would hear it. There is a way to play it like that. So you actually like in real life have to be quiet on top of the game playing. Like creepy enough, like that. man. Yeah. <laughs> All the it's, alien it's would hear is me screeching like a girl. Ah! <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, I would love to watch you stream that though. I can't believe I missed it. Like, the anxiety. I, I downloaded it it's, from Game Pass, and I'm too scared to play it. I'm too scared. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it, it makes for a great October game, uh, streaming or whatever like that. It, it's it's incredible to play. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of watching people play horror games. Uh, I'm not usually the biggest fan of playing them myself. I'm a big fan of watching people do them. But they are. It, it, it's it's a fun. It's a fun time. It's it, it's truly it, it's a truly a scary game. Even on like the normal setting. I think that's what I played it on was normal. Yeah. But uh, th- that's this that AI. You don't see it that often where you have an AI that's hunting you at all times. And and, and, and anyway, back back to Resident Evil 2. That, that, that's where this branched off from. I'm liking Resident Evil 2 so far. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to continue to pick that up. And someday I'd like to play the Resident Evil 4 remake. I like the original Resident Evil 4 is awesome. I've heard the, the remake is is possibly even better they trimmed some of the fat some of the ex- excess uh things where it's like okay this is kind of dragging on a little bit here they they made uh they made uh the president's daughter which uh, of course your 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 whole mission is to go save the president of the united states <laughs> daughter what do you think about it? they send one dude out to go save the president's daughter to some foreign country <laughs> and uh all they give him is is a is like it's a pistol that can just like <laughs> yes we're not giving you any ammunition either and 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 and, and he's got this 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 amazing back kick that can just like blow somebody away apparently (laughs) but uh it it, that's another series where it's incredible the storyline it's so cheesy and i very much am looking forward to playing that they like i said they seem it sounds like they do trim the fat uh like i said you are saving the president's daughter i've heard they made her less annoying than she was i know that's a big complaint about the original and stuff uh but i'm looking forward to someday replaying that i've I've watched quite a bit of it and it it does look really fun some of the updates and they actually added it where you can aim and shoot while you're walking you don't have to just like completely stand still and then shoot and then turn around which i get that was the 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 sense of 
stress or whatever you want to call it was added to the game on purpose, but they did modernize it a bit, and I've heard that's it, it works really well. I will never forget when the first Resident Evil 4 came out. I worked at a movie theater, and the assistant manager at the time, not really big into video games, but I brought it in. I'm like, you gotta try this, and he was hooked. So he got like a GameCube, he bought this game, and he was playing it, and so he's new to video games, and he's loving every second of it. But at a pond somewhere like a lake there's a boss fight you're in the boat you throw spears it's, it's crazy but there's an easter egg if you go to the beginning and look in the water and shoot fish with the pistol eventually if you shoot like five fish the monster will come out and instant kill you it's like a jump scare and it's hilarious i knew it was coming but i told him i'm like hey you, there's a secret gun you're gonna want to get you go to this pond if you shoot five fish you'll you'll <laughs> like you'll get this secret gun trust me you're gonna want to do it. it makes the game a lot easier that's all i told him and I'll never forget the text message. And it was just profanity ridden. Like just, <laughs> it, this, he was so mad. He said he threw the controller and I was laughing so hard. But yeah, I won't like, I want to try the, uh, the new game just to see if that Easter egg is still in there. But I was cracking up. It was, it was a jerk move by me, but I'd do it again. I will never trust you again. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so good. He didn't even know Easter eggs existed. That was like his first experience <laughs> playing video games, and he's already having people lie to him. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, is there a better... Like, I think Resident Evil 4 has to be one of the best video game openers of all time. That that little village that you come up to, like before, before the uh, the title screen hits, and you go through this incredibly difficult opening which you're not expecting at all and it's just survival and it's getting it's getting it's getting worse and worse and suddenly there's a guy running at you with a chainsaw gonna cut your head off and stuff it's like getting crazier and crazier like i just remember being blown away by the game opener to that like it, it's just incredible i think you're right i can't think of another video game opening that my jaw was on i mean the first time i played metroid prime like, I had goosebumps. I'm like, holy smokes, it's Metroid in 3D, which I never thought they could... I was super skeptical, and then my mind was blown. But if I play it now, like, oh, yeah, it's just Metroid Prime. You're just playing it. If I put in Resident Evil 4 every time I start it up, it is the perfect opening. And it's still hard, in my opinion. That's what, like... It's still difficult to this day. I, I don't own the remake, because, like, the it's so good. Why do I need to buy... The remake, that being said, though, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game, and every time they release it, I buy it again and again and again, and it's the same thing, so same. I'm just hypocritical. Okay, these are great game openings, like, great job, y'all. But have you seen the opening to Breath of the Wild? True. Are you, <laughs> you talking about the Great Plateau? When you do... Is, the, is, that, is that what you mean by the opening, the Great Plateau? When they play... The, I don't want to say the opening credits, but when they show the the game logo and they they stop you and you get your yeah, paraglider and you're standing on the mountainside and it just pans over like the beautiful land of Hyrule and it's playing the song and tears are pouring down Ashley's face like that's an opening. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's a different. It it's it it, it, it hits. <laughs> but it's definitely different. All like right, that, that's a, that. that's a that's a that's a that's a cinematic <laughs> opening. Yeah. The the Resident Evil Four is like pure gameplay. 
there's a All little right. cutscene at the beginning where like the, the cops drop you off he gets out he goes pees in the woods or something disappears and everyone's like okay whatever and then they just keep going you know and it's like <laughs> and then you go and you go into this village and it's just like you're, you're running for your life and then it's, I, I mean i don't know i'm just i don't care about spoilers this game's been out for like 13 years <laughs> and then suddenly the bell on the church rings and every all the enemies just stop and they're just like they say something in Spanish and then they just walk away quietly and you're just like, what happened? And then somebody <laughs> just does Resident Evil 4 across the screen. <laughs> Those are both pretty good openings to video games. I'll give you that. But there is a hockey game on Sega Genesis. <laughs> I will find this clip and send it to you. I don't know if it's Mario Lemieux or what. But it's just this guy skating and the music's like, and he's skating full speed. And out of nowhere... This guy comes up and just checks him and knocks his lights out. And you, we, as kids, we're watching this like that was unnecessary. Like this shows <laughs> us nothing about hockey. I will like trust me. It is the most out of nowhere brutal hit that I submit is the greatest and opening it, it, in video game history. And it's not even an NHL hits game. No, it's, it's just, just I think a- it's like Mario Lemieux '96 or something ridiculous. It's so dumb. I I promise I will send you the clip, and it's ridiculous. Sounds like a classic. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Yeah, there's... I'm trying to think of, like, any other games that potentially could have a... I mean, a lot of them do have... I mean, I could even say Symphony Night had a really cool opening with with what they did. You killing Dracula and stuff like that. We talked about that earlier. But I think it's... So many games, like, one thing I don't like about a lot of current games is how long openings are. I just want to play a game sometimes, and I, I get some of it's to set up story and stuff, but it's like, you get your cinematic, you get to, you, then you get a walking simulator for, like, the first hour. You're yeah. not really doing any action. Sure. You're just walking around, progressing the story, and, and I get some, some games it fits. Like, I would say, like, uh, uh, maybe, like, a, a Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, it, it fits the game. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the games, a lot of it's unnecessary. And it's very just like, an hour of tutorial. And it's like, okay, just I, I just want to get out there and, and, and shoot some guys or something. like yeah. that. I don't know. Dude, I want to go jump on stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's and sometimes it's just like that too much. Resident Evil 4 did it like just masterfully where it's like, and like Zelda, the same thing. Like, here's this mechanic. Here's this mechanic again. Okay, now you've mastered it. Here's another way to use this mechanic. And it, like, forces you, it's like a hidden t- t- tutorial where yeah. the difficulty goes up in yeah. a way where, oh, I can do it this way. Oh, I can do this and this helps me. Oh, if I shoot them in the leg, now I can hit A to do a roundhouse kick to conserve ammo. And I need ammo because I've been running out. And then, like, Zelda's the same thing. Like, I use this ice block. Oh, if I use it here, I can actually defend myself. And it's just really good games do not have tutorials. The tutorials are built into it secretly where you're, like, sneaking through and you're learning on your own. And then as soon as I get like a real tutorial, I'm like, oh, get out of here. I don't need that. And then inevitably I get stuck because I didn't pay attention to the tutorial. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Same, same, same exact thing for me. <laughs> uh, there, there's one more game. I haven't played it. I've been trying to play it, but against all odds, it's just not letting me. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, it's actually a Rockstar Games. Mac, Max Payne 3. Uh, I really, really like Max Payne 3. One of my favorite games, actually. 
and I bought it on PC. So you can't play it like on any modern consoles. I don't think so. Uh, Xbox might have something because they have so many weird backwards compatibility things going. So there might be a chance on Xbox, which I don't have. But on PC, the way that they have you license this is you buy it from whatever store you want. And you download it. So it could be Steam, Amazon. Amazon will give you a key, like a Steam key, basically. And you, so from your Steam, you launch it and then it wants you to download the Rockstar launcher. OK, whatever. It's another launcher. So I'll, I'll download that. And then it wants you to connect your Steam to your Rockstar account. So they're both synced together, right? And then it's only licensed if those two are talking to each other. Otherwise, you cannot play. You can't even start it. Now, the problem is. My Rockstar account I, I did this with like 10 plus years ago was an old AIM account, which what? I which AOL has purged AIM. They don't even exist anymore. Can you explain and what AIM is to our younger audience, please? It was like it was like the pre AOL. I mean, AOL was still around, but AIM was mostly you mostly got it for instant messaging. Right. And it gave you an email also on top of that. It was so like text I, I had messages this... on the computer, y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I remember back in the day with AIM, we had dial-up internet, asking my mom if like, hey, can I, she would be going out to the store or something like that, be like, can I, can I connect so I can chat with friends? Because <laughs> like, I'm going to use up the phone so nobody could use the phone, just so I could instant message my friends. <laughs> but... So much easier to talk to girls because I was a kid and I was shy. So it's hard to talk to girls in person, but on instant messenger, you know, I was a lot more confident to ask them to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Ashley, you might remember this. The number one rule of instant messenger is if you're stepping away. You got to put on an away message. You got to make sure that away yes. message has some deep lyrics from your favorite deep band. Deep song lyrics. Like, I remember still my <laughs> brand new and Taking Back Sunday uh, lyrics from what I would do. And it had to perfectly convey your mood. And you'd spend more time thinking of the lyrics than you would away from your computer. And then you could save them. And they and you had all the beautiful, like, ASCII art that people would make and the colors. And oh, it was like your whole personality was your away message. I'd go away font. on purpose. Oh, it was so good. And it had to be it had to be music lyrics. It's how yep. people know what you stand for. <laughs> <laughs> Through other people's words. <laughs> Don't judge us, Poncho. <laughs> Wait, hey, I, I, I did to, the same thing. I have to share. I already remember I remember so vividly the lyrics I always put as my way message. It was a brand new song. I'm gonna stay 18 forever so we can stay like this forever. I will never miss a party because we keep them going constantly. I'm changing that to my about in Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> about me. Just those lyrics. Just, that's, a, that's incredible. Can we bring that back? Just yes. from now on, our about me section in Twitch is our AOL away message. Just random lyrics that are thought provoking and deep so people know that we have feelings. One more tangent. I'm so sorry. What was y'all's first screen name? I think it was just something simple, like just, I think it was just my, my last name and the number s seven, if I can remember. Wow. I think I was similar. Yeah? I, I, I can't remember, to be honest. Oh, yours wasn't oops, my bad? No. <laughs> it was not. Clueless was like my favorite movie, and I remember I had four O's, it was O-O-O-O-P-S, my bad. That's a good screen name. 
Did you have you. like sound alerts too? So if someone messaged you, it would be a very specific sound alerts because mine were all Simpsons and not much has changed in my life because that is my <laughs> my Twitch thing is still yes. all Simpsons alerts. So I like if someone messaged me, it would be Homer just going, don't. And I had those sounds blasted up. So if I was in the other room, I'd hear someone was reaching out. Oh, AOL instant messenger. Very proud to say my instant messenger sound was like a one second Led Zeppelin like guitar chug. But you knew it was Zeppelin. <laughs> that, a lot of oh, fights, Poncho. Like, my brother was on the computer. I would get on the phone to disconnect him. And then he would <laughs> yell. And then I'd go up there and I'd get on. And he's like, well, if you're going to do it. Oh, so many fights in our household. The Pops household was a battle to get on that computer. Yep. To chat on AOL. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a different time. It doesn't even compute anymore that that's how we used to. That's how we used to chat with just just to chat with our friends and stuff like that. We didn't have <laughs> cell phones. We used to get our no. internet through the phone line. Like, what's a phone line? They don't even know what a phone line is. Like, well, it's the cord that plugs in the I, phone in the house. Like, why does the house have a phone? It's like, yeah. Do Do you guys have a landline at your house? No. Nope. Neither do I. No, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know anybody. Actually, I do know somebody my age who had one, and I don't know why he did. Uh, he was a friend from high school. He has one. He pays for cable. He pays for slow internet. <laughs> he pays for the whole giant pack. I'm like, are you are, like, how old are you? He's my doing parents, it wrong. My parents yeah. don't have a landline anymore. No, no, my <laughs> no. Actually, mine do for emergencies. Yeah, they do. That's it. They never wow. use it though. <laughs> anyway, AIM. So, Rockstar. <laughs> That was Rockstar a mistake. launcher. <laughs> Bringing up AI yeah. to two late 30-year-olds. <laughs> yes, yes. Rockstar launcher. So, like I was saying, <laughs> it licenses your Steam to your launcher account, which I created. My Steam is not AIM, but my Rockstar launcher was AIM, and I linked them together, and now that email doesn't even exist. Like, I can't even try to do a password recovery, like, AOL just purged all the AIM email accounts like uh, almost like a decade ago or something like that. I can't remember now. So I'm like, so every time I go to start it, it's like you got to log into launcher. And it, and if I log into my current Rockstar account, which has like GTA five on it, uh, GTA four, some other games by them as well. Uh, it, it says you don't have access to this, even though the game is sitting in my Steam library with a Steam key. I can like right click and I can see the actual CD key. Like it's sitting there and I can't play it. So um, I tried and I've known about this for like a year uh, and I've just been like, I, I, uh, maybe I just don't need to play it. And now I'm really feeling like I want to play that game. So I finally decided to email Rockstar just uh, yesterday, I think it was. And actually, it kind of sounds like they're going to help me recover it. So I'll keep you guys updated. They want like proof of purchases and stuff like that to prove that i did own that account they want they want me they want to see the cd keys with my username attached to it and stuff like that wow. so i'm like okay i hope i i have the proof we'll, we'll see if this actually works out because i kind of want to play max Payne 3 again that game was awesome and you can't really play it any other way i'm sure like some piracy way you probably can which i'm not really interested in doing but uh i own the game i want to play it i, I paid money for this at some point <laughs> I want to play it. That's my biggest fear with how much everything's going to digital. Like, games that I have purchased, like, let's say 
my SD card corrupts on my Wii. I have so many games on my Wii that I purchased and downloaded. I'm never going to be able to get those again. Whereas a physical right. copy, my Wii might break, but now I can just put it in there. So I'm very careful about my digital purchases. And I'm like, I'm super fearful, like fearful for the future when they inevitably, you know, and I get it. I get it because it's so much cheaper and it keeps costs down to us as a consumer. But at the same time, there's so many situations like you just described where this is my game. I bought it. And they're like, well, use this old password or your college email account that's gone. You right. can't get yeah. back in, which is cool that they're working with you. But like, on like as I said, if my SD card corrupts, that Wii shop's been closed for a long time. Right. Um, I'm not getting that back. Those games are just gone. And that's just, that's such a bummer and freaks me out on big time purchases. So I will be physical copies for like as long as I can be because the system for the most part, relatively easy to replace but games after you know so long it's going to be next to impossible that's like a huge fear of mine i also i'm mm -hmm. old and scared of change same and like <laughs> i'm not a person who really uses steam I, I had one game on my steam account and i just recently started like kind of actually paying attention to sales so like things like i just bought portal one and two for like a dollar or something and I have Portal it's One. Incredible. I have Portal One on for PC a physical copy. I have it for Xbox 360 a physical copy. I have it for Switch a digital copy, and I bought it on Steam just was because it was a buck. Because I'm like, what if? What if? You know, same. I did it for Left 4 Dead One and Two as well because I only have those as physical copies on my 360. Uh, which doesn't run so beautifully these days. But now I'm just like, dang. Like if if steam is having a super sale on an old game that i already have i may as well just have everything all together might as well steam if, if it's you know go ahead go ahead I'm just, like steam is the best at that like i don't want to buy a game i'm in no mood to buy a game i have plenty of right. games and steam's like but we have 59 for 13 cents i'm like well now i'm buying a game like this is unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> right and i only used it for this very silly game i play once in a boom and call papers please which i love it's such a charming but weird strange game um but now i would always see my friends say oh my god i just spent so much money this weekend on steam and i was like why but now i get it because there's such these these incredible deals and you can't say how am i gonna say no i already have portal one and two for three other platforms but it's a dollar right <laughs> I have 30 games on Steam. I've played one of them. <laughs> yeah, the sales are too good. I can't I resist. There, there's definitely games I've bought on Steam that I own on other like current gen consoles. And I have easy access to those games. But it's like, what if the access is even easier if I if I <laughs> wanted to play this someday? And so I'll, I spend the, the couple dollars or something like I just bought. What did I just buy the other day? Because it was so incredibly cheap. It was, I have, okay, it was uh, actually Left 4 Dead, the first one. That's what I thought I've you had, bought. Yeah, I, I have, I played Left 4 Dead. I had it on Xbox 360 a long time ago. And then I had Left 4 Dead 2 for free on Steam. They were, there was something years ago and I was able to get it for free. So, but I don't own Left 4 Dead 1, which if I'm going to play one, I'm probably going to play, if I'm going to play a Left 4 Dead game, it's probably going to be the second one. But I was like. They were running a. It was like okay, get Left 4 Dead. And here, here's how cheap I am with the buying this game. It was like buy Left 4 Dead for a dollar, buy 
Left 4 Dead 2 for a dollar. So it's so it's two dollars. Uh, the package deal. It, no, no, I'm sorry. The package deal was two dollars. It was something like that. But if you buy them individually, they're like a dollar fifty. Well, Steam, if you own a game, they still let you buy the bundle, but they just remove the other one. So I got the game for like, I think it was like 79 cents. I got Left 4 Dead 1 because of the way that the bundle worked. They were like, oh, we see you already have this game. So let's give you the bundle minus the, the cost of the other one. So I like wow. I actually got it cheaper than buying the game individually by like 30 cents. It was it was something like that. I've got I was like, I saved 30, even 30 more cents. It was like a 79 cent game for Left 4 Dead 1. And I was like. Why not? Why not have I have Left 4 Dead 2 for years in my library? Why not put the first one in there? I'll probably never play it. But now I've completed the collection. What is it about being a dad and then being so excited you got a deal on something that you have to tell everyone? Oh, man, it, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm looking at my Steam library now. I, I, and and then some people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's small. I have 256 games in well, here. I have like six. <laughs> I got 30 and I played one of them this one time, but I'll still get more because the sales are too good to pass up. It's like 20 games, 10 cents. I I would say I've probably at least played 100 of them. Wow. Like played, like booted them up. I've maybe completed like, like not 100%, but like seeing credits. Maybe I can count on two hands at most. How many games I've like seen credits, like not many. I need to figure out a way to play Steam on my TV. I am not a computer gamer. Like, Same. if I'm on my chair playing a computer game, it feels different, and I can't articulate why. It just does, and I've never... I've always enjoyed more being on my couch or in a chair watching a TV playing. For me, that's video games. And if I can mm -hmm. figure out a way to get Steam, I'm sure there is an easy way. I just haven't looked too much into it on my TV, then... I am going to spend so much money on Steam games because the, the deals are good. It's nuts. There's there's actually the easiest ways, if you will. There's the, there's a product called the Steam Link that they came out with, which actually streams over your internal network from your and it just is an HD. It's a little box. It sits right underneath your TV. You plug it in HDMI and it actually through your network, you, you want to use wired on it. If you can, it will stream the game from your PC directly to your PC. Mm -hmm. Or directly to your TV. Or, of course, you have the, the other option of a long HDMI cable. Uh, if you want the expensive route, though, it sounds like... I, I've heard a lot of good things about the Steam Deck, which I would love to get someday. Because yeah. you can just dock that thing. It's like a Nintendo Switch. Like That sounds like I would love to get a Steam Deck. I, I just don't... I can't justify the price right now. But it sounds incredible. Just being able to dock it and be like, all right, let's play a party game. Everybody just bring <laughs> your USB controllers. I don't care what it is. It'll play any of them. Right. And, and just play... I don't know... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just play a party game, Gang Beasts or something like that. It'll play, and it's just a good time. It's one of those few like non-main three consoles that came out that people are like, "Hey, this is pretty good. This is convenient. This yeah. is nice." So yeah. that's that's one. If I had disposable income, I would absolutely have that. Just because um, USB controller is super nice and you know so yeah. so versatile. The amount of games that are on there, I and you can use like an Xbox controller ps5 controller you can use whatever controller you want it works great i am i think i will wait for like a second generation personally on it though. yeah uh, but I, so, someday i'll get one but i think i want gen 2 i do get the personally. whole sentiment of uh liking a couch game though because not only is for me not only is it nostalgic of like being a kid but when i'm sitting at my computer playing a game 
I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm sitting in the same spot when I work. Uh, and I know that pops that, that stream is your work. And, but th so, you know, I'm sitting at my workspace. Uh, plus, like, it's, I don't know, just sitting in an office chair playing a game, like, it's just not as comfortable for me as, like, sitting on my couch like a kid, staring at the big screen, and, like, being all-eyed at a game. It's harder to escape. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. this is where I work, and it's always, been, like, computers were for school, and yep. every job you've had, like, that's what you use, and so if I'm, if I'm playing a video game, my goal is not to be Cheese Pops or Mike. I want to be engrossed in it and forget all about my problems or what's going on and just be that. That's the best part of video games. And it just makes right. it harder for me sitting on a PC. Well said. Yeah. I, I, I've kind of adjusted to actually my PC, like even my display and everything is mm -hmm. better. Like my PC, my monitor that uh, I can play like my PS five on and stuff like that is, it, it, you know, it supports up to 120 Hertz. So it, it, the technology is better at my PC and stuff like that. Uh, I, I've kind of just grown accustomed to it. Like, it doesn't really bother me too much. I mean, most games I play are technically on stream. I don't play a lot off stream anymore right. these days. I just don't have the time. And when I do have the time, I'm I'm just tired. I just want to watch a TV show or something like that if I have time to kill. Uh, and so I'll be watching a show instead. And so m most of what I play is on stream. So it, it just kind of makes sense that that's... This is just where all I, I don't even have any consoles hooked up to the TV in the house. Everything is hooked up to my HDMI switch in here fed into my uh, capture card, which I did. I did just get a new capture card uh, that can support like HDR and wow. uh, 120 frames per second. So it is it is a nice upgrade. Uh, and it, it, for me, I, I've, I've just maybe adjusted to it. I don't know. Just just took some time. I do love like what you said, like, you know what? I'm too lazy and tired to play a video game. That's my favorite part of Twitch because that happens often. I'm going to go watch Ashley play a video game. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I still get the video game vibes, but I can just be vegging out, watching her take down a farm level and just enjoy it. Like, that is, like, my favorite form. That's why I love Twitch. My favorite form of entertainment is video games. But there's times, like, I don't feel like doing this. Ashley, yeah. you got mm -hmm. this. <laughs> yep. And... You get to hang out with friends. Even exactly. better. Exactly. Except the even better. beautiful thing about Twitch. Like, it's my work day. I'm sitting here. I'm doing boring insurance stuff. But I have cheese pops on my monitor. And I know Pancho Taco is going to be in the chat. And we're all playing marbles and having a great time. So I get to hang out with all my internet buddies while, you know, I'm doing Sheila's car insurance stuff. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> is that a comprehensive or collision loss? That's the important thing. Ooh, with the lingo. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> Better have that uninsured med pay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked in car insurance. I th I thought you mentioned one time <laughs> that you had worked in uh, insurance in a past life. Really yeah. fun, but let's get back to the video games. <laughs> we don't want to talk about uninsured med pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One guy listening was like, oh, they're finally going to talk about it. And then now we're like, now we're just kidding. He's Insurance. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that that's I'm going through that right now with uh, hopefully being able to play Max Payne 3 soon. I, I, I've been having an itch for that for a long time. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, it was it's not about games we're playing right now, but. E3. Oof. The it 
it's 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 permanently done now right like it they they canceled it it was scheduled for this year i mean the writing's been on the wall for years i think ever since they opened it to the public back in what 2018 or something like that it's like yeah this this is it the writing's on the walls ever since i I would argue ever since that nintendo pulled out of doing a conference the writing has been on the walls sure and then obviously sony did which was a huge hit back in 2019 or something like that and then microsoft finally pulled the nail and now like like even like smaller places like sega and stuff they're all like now we're we're done and now e3 doesn't they canceled it i think it's done I mean, this one, is it done forever? I mean, this is the first cancellation. Yeah. Did they even cancel in 2020? What what, what was, does anybody remember with the, the COVID year and stuff like that? Did it, was it canceled? Was it just a digital event? I feel like there was something that happened. I can't remember. The fact we can't remember shows you why it was canceled. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. So much cheaper and easier just to do the. Like the treehouse, the Nintendo one, and then like place yes. it, and they, they can do it on their own time. So we do miss out on the because that's like Christmas for video game players. Sure, but now yep. instead of Christmas, we get like one present every few months, so we get a lot more instead of having to wait all year. But we right. do miss out on that big event. But I think like the oh, change man. now is like TwitchCon or GDQ. Yeah, that's the place where nerds can still come together and celebrate video games. That once was E3. So at least we still have that big event, but like it's a, it's a regret that I've never been to an E3 because that would have been such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, and it's like uh, well, E3. I heard that when so I think they made it open to the general public in 2018. I think it was. Otherwise, it was just a press event, right? And from what I heard, the the few years where it was actually in person and they actually had people gathering and stuff like that, people said that. It was oversold and it was unenjoyable because it was just lines. You, you didn't get to do like anything. It was just lines for everything. And I think that's where that's when it started hitting me. I was like, there's writing on the wall. Like I always looked forward to E3. Like I would book out, you know, the, the 90 minutes on my calendar. So nobody would put a meeting on it. And I would go, <laughs> yeah, I'd go pretend I was in a meeting or something like that. But in, but in reality, I'm watching the live stream of uh, it used to be it used to be like, you know, Nintendo in the morning. And then that afternoon was Microsoft doing theirs. And then the next day in the evening was Sony doing theirs. And they were all incredible. It was like, what new games are we going to get? It was it was just awesome. In, in 48 hours, you had this huge information dump of awesome games coming out. New games you never heard of. Amazing reveals. Uh, like uh, anytime Miyamoto showed up on stage, yep. everybody loses their minds. It, it was it was just incredible. Or Kojima shows up on sure. stage and it's just it's, it's Kojima walks out of smoke and it's just like everyone's <laughs> cheering and screaming keanu reeves shows up for some reason <laughs> it's incredible green like a- day does a song <laughs> in the bethesda e3 for <laughs> it's just amazing you have like miyamoto coming out like a wrestling like intro with yes, like fireworks and stuff like when reggie first came out it was it was like watching a wrestling intro, just like right? poosh, explosions and smoke. And he's walking out. Nobody has no any idea who this guy is. He's just <laughs> this huge behemoth of a dude just walking in. Incredible. I think too, like it, it just it it goes along with everybody's desire for short form content these days. Like a big event that like too. E3 
you look at our Nintendo Directs now that are no more than 20 to 40 minutes and they jam pack everything and everyone gets excited and they're like, how many farm games is it going to be versus actual games I want to play? No offense if you like farm games are great. Um, but it it's just people's desire. Like no one wants to sit in front of their computer or their TV for hours on end waiting for because they care about Microsoft more so than Nintendo and everyone kind of wants to have their own thing and no one wants to save it for an event. Like they want to get their stuff out and let you know and the little updates that we've been getting from all the big, you know, franchise companies I think are more what people are looking for these days than an hours and hours long event where you're waiting for the in-between, you're waiting for the stage to get reset up and, and there's breaks and like people need their short like here's it's this many minutes it's this day it's happening in two days there you go one hundred percent agree 100 yep i i will mi- i do miss the press conferences though Me with too. uh with the stupid in real life skits that were cringy and horrible but i i, I liked them because that was just part of what you expect <laughs> to happen the charm um charm i will I'm trying to think. There's a couple E3 moments that stick out to me. One of them is when uh, I can't remember what year it was. It was when Nintendo's it it was the dumbest. It was like their big announcement or something like that. And (laughs) looking back, if you look up videos, it's the funniest thing is when they announced Wii Music. (laughs) You guys remember Wii Music? One of the worst games of all time. (laughs) You just had they would be like, hold your Wiimote up to your mouth like a clarinet. And then push the two buttons like Guitar Hero style, but it was like slow motion. And like they they had like these people up on the stage and they had this they had this guy pretend to be a drummer who was an actual drummer, by the way. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Actual drummer. But he's like playing to the song, which is Wemo. It's just like air drumming up on stage. And if you go back and look, it is the dumbest thing. And it makes me laugh. It's so stupid to watch. now. It's incredible. One of the rare, just absolute dumpster fire games from Nintendo. No yeah. redeeming qualities. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you play it for like two minutes, and you're like, I don't ever want to play this again. What? What? Like it, I was, you know, you're expecting like some type of hook, like a rock band game or a guitar hero, but the songs are all just kind of like classical stuff. You're gonna play Happy Birthday for somebody on like, the clarinet. What? Like it's not that great. So I have a question for both of you. Yeah. So this kind of went up with Poncho said he would like block off time from work for E3. So when I first got into a corporate job, I learned a valuable lesson. When you call PTO, like, don't say what you're actually doing. So I said this one time, I am taking off Monday because the Royal Rumble's on Sunday. I'm going to party. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then inevitably, <laughs> a coworker was like, hey, I'm really sick. Can you cover me Monday? Because I know you just have wrestling. It's not a big deal. And for right? me, it's a huge deal. So now I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna watch wrestling still. This I is can't. important to me. And so from then on, I had the excuse like, yeah, Sticky Pops has an appointment at the doctor. And I, I want to go with her to be there for her. So that no one can say. And that she did not have a doctor's appointment. Zelda came out that day. So, like, I have learned. <laughs> You know, to make sure I have a backup or, like, other excuse for why I'm taking off. So, Ashley, when you're calling off for Zelda, what are you going to say to work? You're going to be like, I, yeah, I got I got a dentist appointment. Or what's your go-to excuse? 
Thank you so much for asking this, uh, Mike, aka Cheese Pops. Uh, first of all, I've had a week off for Tears of the Kingdom uh, for like two months already. Uh, it's already on the calendar. I use my paid time off for nothing. So especially since I work from home, if I'm sick, I, I just sit here sick. Like, why not? However, uh, corporate jargon has now become part of my life ever since I've been in the insurance industry for the last seven years. So I took my week off for Tears of the Kingdom. I got it off months before and... My excuse was, I'm taking a week off. I said nothing. Thank you for the claps. I said nothing. No one has asked me why. I just said, I'm on vacation that week. They don't need to know that the vacation is going to be me sitting in front of a TV or my computer playing and streaming Tears of the Kingdom for a week straight and hopefully I'll get a shower in once a day. Uh, They don't need to know that about me because I am professional insurance lady Ashley, Florida, and that's how they know me. Yep. They don't even know that I stream, so which thank God, uh, but they don't, they don't know. So I, I took off for Breath of the Wild as well, and that job, of course, it was an insurance job as well. I never said why. I just said I'm on vacation. Smarter than me, because <laughs> they're gonna say like, God forbid, someone's sick or whatever. Oh, Ashley, you don't need to play Zelda. What are you talking about? You're 35. We have we have emergencies here. No, you don't. Zelda is my emergency. I hope we saved one person from making that mistake because I, I made that mistake. <laughs> if you don't want if, tell them you do not tell them why you're taking PTO if it's for video games because they will not understand. We understand. I, I've definitely taken PTO just like uh, taking a Friday off. I just want to play video games. Like I just wanted a day off. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to sleep in till 10 o'clock. Pre, pre-kids of course <laughs> and i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna I, I i i i previously bought like a big old family size pack of double stuff oreos Ooh. and i'm gonna sit in front of that computer and i'm just gonna play video games uh for the day I, i'm definitely taking pto just doing that <laughs> that food poisoning strikes like, it's quick you know i got food poisoning well, boss you know it's a yes. 24-hour bug i'll be in tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it does. Yep. Okay. Uh, Next on our agenda is voicemails. Voicemails. Uh, We do have a voicemail here. Uh, If anybody would like to submit a voicemail or an email to the to the podcast, uh, our voicemail phone number is 402-915. 1082 you'll be dropped immediately into the voicemail box and you can leave us a voicemail or if you'd rather just leave us a private discord message in the arcade parlor discord there is a bot in a channel called voicemail you click that it takes you to a private thread where only the three of us can see it and you can upload an audio file there if you'd rather do that uh go to arcadeparlorcast.com if you want to jump into that uh discord uh, and also our email address is email at arcadeparlorcast.com. Uh, we do have a voicemail that did get sent in uh, just yesterday. Unfortunately, I cannot play it on the podcast, though, because the audio was quite broken up. But I think I understand the gist of what this uh, caller was asking about. And let me read to you the notes I put from what I from what I was able to pick up on it. Basically, this caller was saying, "If there is there any game and, and caller, if I have this totally wrong, definitely shoot us an email, send another voicemail for if if and let us know that maybe the question was wrong. But I, I think this is the question. It's a good discussion point. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a game from your childhood you would like to see remastered? And this caller goes on to say in the voicemail that if there was one that they could choose, it'd be the original Legend of Zelda. Some type of remastering of that would be really cool to them. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, uh, you guys are doing awesome work. Thanks for the content. Good work is what they say. So this caller, Legend of Zelda, the original game somehow remake that make it modernized in some fashion uh whatever that means that'd be that'd be interesting to see i I think that'd be a really interesting thing to see i'm not sure they'd have to make some changes to modernize it to an extent Mm -hmm. i don't know what that would be uh but i i would i'd be cool with seeing that see what they could pull out from that uh i don't know does that Go ahead. They need to make it so when you die, you don't start with three hearts because that's ridiculous. And you're in a hard dungeon. <laughs> you die deep in the dungeon and they put you back in the beginning and you started with full health and now you only have three hearts. So what do you have to do? You have to go out in the overworld, farm hearts to go back in. Just give me my full health. I've earned it. Don't Ugh. make me waste time. Far- farming and non-farming simulator games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'd have to do something, even just quality of life improvements like that. Maybe just make the original game, maybe make it the tilt shift style of Link to the Past remake, but yeah. uh, maybe tweak some things like quality of life stuff like that to modernize. It. Maybe that's all it needs, just something like that and a graphical update. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, other games from your childhood? Would be like this would be awesome to see remastered in some form. And, and if so, like what is there anything specific? about that game that would be you think would be a good quality of life improvement i uh i'll take the the reins on this one first of all i know you guys are gonna say i'm gonna say ocarina of time okay i know everyone's gonna think i'm gonna say that but we got a remake of ocarina of time uh on the 3ds Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that and they've made awesome it is awesome and it's beautiful and it's crispy and it's wonderful so i'll say another zelda game (laughs) uh this if if i could pick a child i guess it's my childhood i was a little older when this game came out but um i i gotta go twilight princess on this one and here's why the game itself is so beautiful but in my opinion the graphics are i want to call it hazy in the game like the whole I can get that, yeah. the whole color palette and the there's no crispiness to twilight princess and the aspects where you have midna and you have wolf link and you get to do all these crazy things with wolf link can you imagine that with like modernized graphics the music in that game is amazing the storyline in that game is amazing and i think it never got its time in like the limelight it was just in a weird area of gamecube and zelda and it got you know overshadowed by like with the differentness of like wind waker and stuff I would love, I know a ton of people are saying that they would love to see Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on the Switch, um, as would, I'm sure, most Zelda fanatics and myself included. But Twilight Princess specifically, I just think it has such cool and different aspects to it, especially the whole playing as Wolf Link, that if that got a modernized revamp, it would really give Twilight Princess like its its day in the light for sure. And 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 just for our listeners, we it, there we do realize there is a Twilight Princess HD that came out. Correct. But an HD of an HDification is not a remaster of a game. That's just upresing and making uh, maybe make things look a little sharper or something like that. A remaster is you take the base game 
and you build it from the bottom up. You you, you completely change some elements of the game. Uh, think of like RE2 to the Resident Evil 2 remake that sure. came out. Totally different games. So I, we, we should lay that out. So so any, if anybody has any confusion, because there was a Twilight Princess HD, yes. we're talking about something entirely different. Also, thank you for saying that, because I would have been crucified. So <laughs> I have the remake of Twilight Princess. I played it. I loved it. But yeah, if we could like totally revamp it and maybe like change a couple of the mechanics on there, I think that game would just be something that it would it would make it maybe even I, I won't say Ocarina of Time because it's my favorite, but it would put it up there with like a Majora's Mask and like a Wind Waker and like lovability for people. That mm-hmm. that whole era, there was something about like very low key colors. Like everything was drab and dark, and that's not yes. just like Nintendo, like 360. Yep. Uh, there's a game called I think Rage. I've never played it, but you look at the 360 box and it's drab. And then finally, someone's like, "Can we put colors back into video games?" Like people yeah. like bright yep. colors, and the next box mm-hmm. is like super tie dye and intense. But that I'm with you. That whole era, it's because. I have no idea if it's because of that, but Wind Waker came out and us Nintendo fans were like, this is kitty and it's stupid and we hate it. And then 10 years later, we're like, teehee, we were wrong. But Nintendo <laughs> took it to heart and they're like, okay, no more bright colors. Blades will bleed. This has to be dark. This has to be serious. And I love the game, but I agree. Like, let's brighten things up a little bit because the yeah. character mm-hmm. models are so good. The story is fun. Midna is amazing just like let's add a little bit of life and then a couple of those elements like let's not make the first three days 400 years long like we're all <laughs> zelda fans we know how to play zelda shigeru yeah fyi yes <laughs> yes uh i think i think that'd be cool i think there's some uh, i i like the description use of hazy because yeah i i do agree there's a lot of games in that era, one that really sticks out to me is like uh, Gears of War one and two. If you ever played yeah. those, uh, great games, graphics great at the, at the time, graphics top tier. But looking at it now, it's ugly. <laughs> not yeah. and not just because the graphics of age, but it's just there's no color palette. It's just shades of brown and gray. That, that that's what it is, and it's just kind of like uh, every game not, in that I, era. Why did they do that? Yeah, I liked I it agree. at the time though. I, yes, I too. <laughs> at the time it was like this is. This is a good game. This is this is a mature game. This is what mature games look like. And 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 to to Gears of War, uh, I think three they they did kind of course correct the colorization a little bit there, if I remember right. But uh, yeah, there was definitely there's a lot of games in that era. Those are just the first two that popped into my head that were very. Uh, I don't I don't want to say if offen- offensive is the right thing, but very in that degree of uh, color shading and stuff. Yeah. And, and they and they could do what they want. Maybe, maybe they I mean, look at the difference between the original Game Boy Link's Awakening versus what they did on the Switch remake. They don't they're, they're not even similar looking at all. No, like they like they could in theory uh, and and uh, and people probably think this is the dumbest thing. But I mean, I'm just saying they, they could completely change the whole graphical style. If they want. They could make it look like Breath of the Wild or something like yeah. that. Or Tears of the Kingdom, if you will. Uh, or they could make it look like uh skyward sword or something like that like they, they they have the assets to be able to do that obviously um or maybe they just do something different like they did with Link's awakening just something totally its own tonal change and it just works that'd be cool with all of that yeah uh what about okay, you so cheese pops i saw Twilight you looking Princess. behind you and looking at your game repertoire i see a bunch of physical copies behind you uh what about you 
I love physical copies of games. But like, <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge platformer fan. I love turning on a game left to right. And for me, like, if a platformer is good, it doesn't necessarily need a remaster or remake. Like, a good game is a good game. And for me, graphics only last 10 minutes. So for the most part, like, I'm usually happy with what I have. But if I was going to think of two things that I would love to see, the original original Ninja Gaiden trilogy on Nintendo, mm-hmm. we never Ooh. saw that evolve. So Mega Man and Castlevania, two of my favorite Nintendo games, evolved. Like we got Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. We got like 32-bit Mega Man games um, and Mega Man X games that like just show that evolution. So I never like I don't need Mega Man 2 remade because I've already seen the growth. Castlevania same way like the, the original Castlevania games even Castlevania 1 like Castlevania 4 is a remake of 1 so they've already remastered two of my favorite series but Ninja Gaiden you only get the Nintendo version they kind of never took it to the next level and I love those games very very similar to Castlevania but instead of a whip you're a ninja and it's super cool and I think there was a Ninja Gaiden game on Super Nintendo but it was just basically the three Nintendo games. No update. They didn't even give it the all-star coat of paint that Nintendo did with Mario. Mm-hmm. It was just the same games. And then it went right into the 3D games, which people love the Ninja Gaiden ones. But we've never seen an evolution of Ninja Gaiden, as far as I'm aware, into 16-bit or 32-bit. So I'd love to see that. And as you can tell, if you've seen my stream, I wear a Pirates hat. I'm a sports fan, but I hate I despise sports simulation games. I think playing MLB The Show is so boring. And I know people love that. And I'm not like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not great or good or polished. But Madden, it's like, if I play a video game, I want it to be ridiculous. And I miss the era of arcade sports games. And so like RBI Baseball or Tecmo Super Bowl, NFL Blitz, NBA Jam. I love those games and they just don't come out with them anymore. And the closest thing we get is Nintendo putting Mario Strikers out there. And Nintendo can't do online. They had no idea what they were doing. So <laughs> like nope. I miss I would love remasters of NFL Blitz. I would love a remaster of NBA Jam with current players. Uh Tecmo Super wow. Bowl is still one of my favorite games. And so it's a weird non-gamer answer, but I miss when sports games were fun and not just it's like I don't want to play Flight Simulator. I want to play Star Fox and fly around like a madman. And the the simulations mm-hmm. are so good now that, yes, it's very realistic, but I am not having fun worrying about where my safety is playing in Madden. I just, <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I've, I, I, I'm of the same. I, I don't care for any of the realistic sports games either. I had a lot of fun with like NFL Blitz was so fun. Blitz 2000, I think, is the one I played the most. We we had it on the N64. Uh, NHL Hits on the GameCube was awesome. Uh, just getting into just getting into fist fights like that's like <laughs> that's fun. And I, I, I know there's other one. I, I yeah, the NBA Jams, like you said, those are those are fun games and stuff. Uh, even like the there was there's NBA there and there was two NBAs that were like NBA games, right? There was like NBA 2K. And then live. And I think live was like the more realistic one. While 2K was still kind of arcadey in in, in way more fun, way more fun. Give me those um, arcade sports games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for for me, I have I have two. Actually, I think would be cool to see. 
And Cheese Pops, you almost kind of said it. I think seeing Star Fox 64, I played that game so much. It's not a long game, but I remember renting that game a lot and it was awesome. I have not played that game in 100 years, it feels like, but I would love to see some type of and I don't know what uh, I know they've come out and we, we've seen the evolution of Star Fox to an extent with Star Fox Assault. I think there's one other one somewhere in there. Uh, and yeah, that's cool. But none of they, none of them were as good, obviously, as uh, Star Fox 64. And I would love to see Star Fox 64 remade uh, in some fashion like that game was so good. So good. I have a confession. Okay. I've, I've never played any Star Fox game ever. <sighs> 64 is the only one you need. The rest are good. <laughs> yes. they, yep. they're, they're C and above games, but 64 is just arcade fun and there's like yep. you can beat the game relatively easily, but there's multiple paths, there's so many little secrets. It's like I I can't express how much fun it is to unlock everything and getting the medals and then multiplayer was even decent. And if you unlocked every yeah, medal, you can walk fights. on foot and tanks. And like, it's just, it is a really, really, really good game that even if the graphics don't hold up, the gameplay is so rock solid. And the fact that the levels are just short little bursts. Oh, I yep. cannot suggest this enough, Ashley. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's great. Uh, and uh, the other game I think I would like to see, and I know there was kind of a remaster, but I would love to see something more modern is probably the original Metal Gear Solid. I know they came out with the Twin Snakes, which was which was a remastering. Uh, there was more behind the shoulder stuff that they did with that different perspectives. And it, it was a good game. Good game. But I would love to see like the current uh, like I would lo- like I don't know if you got I don't know if uh, if you played uh Oh, uh, what was the latest one? The Phantom Pain or anything like that. But like the gameplay of that, the controls of that put into the original Metal Gear Solid, I think would be incredible. Now, I don't have any faith that uh, Konami is going to do anything. I think they're I think they're they pretty much dried up the Metal Gear name at this point. But I I would love or even. Maybe I'll even say this Metal Gear Solid 4. Only wow. playable on the PS3, and I don't think it. it there, and there's no. And from what I understand, it, it's like impossible to port that game. But they got to release that game in some other way, other than on the PS3, because people like Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid Four is a great game. Re-release it somehow. I mean that 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 could just be an HDification for all I care, because that game still played pretty good in my opinion. But do do something with metal gear. i want to see more with metal gear i love metal gear <laughs> g- g- just bring kojima back okay or just give him the rights <laughs> that was the so i had the twin snakes remake or whatever that was my first introduction to metal gear and poor little cheese pops brain up to that point only sega only nintendo and sega was arcade jank and fun nintendo was super polished but you know nintendo that was the first time where i'm like okay here's something different let me try it from the play, the dreaded PlayStation, which I still never owned one. Why am I such a fanboy? Just buy a play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like when like Psycho Mantis would read your memory card and then you'd have to Incredible. move the controller port. And I, the code is on the back of the package. I'm like, what package? What package? Where? I've never I looked everywhere for the package and they actually meant the game box on the back it had a clip oh, yeah. of Merrill and the code you needed to use and I was like dirty fool and I loved it I loved it 
Kojima, incredible. When when it came to stuff like that, incredible mind, incredible mind. Did you pushing the pushing the boundaries? Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. No. So they did a lot of stuff like that. They had you had your life. That's the one I went remastered. Since you changed that, that's what you you've changed my mind. Since you said about Metal Gear, because they had a sanity meter, and so if you're fighting enemies, your sanity would go down. And if it got down low enough, they would just throw curveballs at you. Like your memory card has corrupted, and your save files have been deleted. And you're, it, it would do that That's to you. Incre- it would change the video. It would go to a black screen and say video Whoa. too to think that someone hit the remote. And so it would just mess with you. And the, the game got amazing reviews. It's Eternal Darkness on GameCube. The story is weird, <laughs> Lovecraftian, and it has a lot of pitfalls. But the voice acting is incredible. If you get a chance to play it, it has a lot of jank. A lot of it probably doesn't hold up today. But that would be an amazing game to. I don't even know who made wow. it, like Silicon. I don't know, but that's a cool game if you get a chance to check out. Nice. I know I heard of it and I saw it like at the at the store and stuff, but I never played it. I I, I do remember one friend telling me about it. Like uh, he didn't tell me much about it. He just said it was a really good game, and I was like, all right, well, maybe, maybe someday, Sam, maybe someday I'll check it out. Sometimes the enemies would just grow really gigantic just because you're going insane. And it just, the, the tricks they would play on you were so, the memory card deleted had me crying because I was scared Aww. that, like, all of my save files were corrupted on my GameCube. Uh-huh. It, it, it's just them messing with you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Again, uh, for our listeners, if you do want to send in a voicemail, that's 402-915-1082. You can also do so in the Discord. If you visit uh, arcadeparlorcast.com, you can get the links to all of that. Uh, And our email address is email at arcadeparlorcast.com if you'd rather do that. So if you have something you want us to discuss, uh, just some thoughts you want to give us, or or if you want to just totally correct us, correct us on it. If we got something totally wrong, correct us. We want to be correct in in uh, in our podcast. So tell us if we missed a detail. And we're a bunch of dummies on here. Just call us. Just call us a bunch of idiots and tell us the tell us the right thing. We want to know. <laughs> Arcade Parlor, ArcadeParlorCast.com. All the links are there. Uh, roundtable. Does anybody have anything they wanted to drop? Uh, you know, what? actually, I will. I'm going to promo something for Arcade Parlor right now before we get into that. Arcade Parlor for our listeners. We are happy. To finally announce, we are doing an arcade parlor stream. What you're going to want to do is go to twitch.tv slash arcade parlor. Give us a follow. The stream will be in uh, from when this releases about three weeks. It's going to be April 22nd that afternoon. If you want exact times, we're still working on the exact times and stuff. But uh, follow us on Twitter. I'll jump on the discord uh that's how we update our uh listeners and stuff the soonest so if you want to make sure that you're there for that we're gonna be playing a game together uh and you guys uh on on the twitch.tv slash arcade parlor if you want to come in and watch us uh watch us do our first stream together it's gonna be a good time hey poncho can we uh can we work together against Ashley, who is the superior gamer? I feel like that's the only chance we're gonna win. Just don't don't let her know that we have a plan to have an alliance. Absolutely. I'm right here, bro. Oops. <laughs> Didn't know where to go with it. Pops is just shaking his head laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the deadly alliance is born. You're going down, Ashley, since it's all out in the open. We got a plan. 
uh, vote for uh, root for Ashley, y'all, on that day. <laughs> uh, we we do have a couple of games that we were kind of eyeing, uh, but we'll make that more known as we approach that date. So definitely give us a follow on the social medias. Jump on the Discord if you want the most up to date stuff, and follow twitch.tv slash arcade parlor. Uh, that again, that's April twenty second in the afternoon. In the afternoon, uh, U.S. time zones. Uh, Ashley round table. Do you have anything that you wanted to throw out there before, uh, that we maybe, uh, kind of hinted that we talked about that maybe jogged your memory or just something we just didn't talk about in general, anything you want to throw out there? You know, I thought I'd talk about something different today. Um, let's get into really quickly Zelda. Um, the okay. <laughs> tears of the kingdom. I won't say too, too much, but, uh, Nintendo released 10 minutes of gameplay for us to watch. There are some amazing new mechanics. Uh, in my honest opinion, it's definitely Breath of the Wild 2 in most ways. But they added elements that to me will make us completely look at the game in a different way. Um, it will make the way we play the game 100% different as far as like what what we see in materials and what we can do with them. And there's a lot of similarities. I think people weren't excited about breakable weapons again and stuff like that. So, but the the uh, new abilities that you'll have in weaponry and arsenal and and just the different things you'll be able to do with your environment, I couldn't be more excited if I tried. Uh, tears. I played it on stream. Actually, I played the ten minutes of gameplay, and tears were pouring down my face. And it's it's emotional for me just because I've spent so over fifteen hundred hours in Breath of the Wild, and I'm on my fourth playthrough. It means a lot to me. But um, you know what, Nintendo, you didn't have to do me dirty as an as a uh, Zelda collector, uh, b- because I'm almost eight hundred dollars <laughs> deep. Into, I know where this is going. Into Tears of the Kingdom, and the game hasn't come out yet. And the, they came out with an OLED switch, which I still have a launch switch. So I'm actually, I'm very excited. But did I need to spend that much money because there's a Triforce on it? No, but you got me. You got me, Nintendo. Did I need a carrying case? Did I need the Pro Controller? Did I need the extra Joy-Cons? Did I need the Amiibo that I don't even collect Amiibos? Um, no, but I got them all. And uh, <laughs> it's just nuts. So it's it's a lot of stuff. Um, right now... Uh, I'm actually doing a subathon for a 24-hour stream when Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Uh, so my subathon will last all of April. It's the only subathon that I'm going to be doing. Um, you can you can find me Ashley Florida. I stream uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Um, my subathon is going on all of April for a 24-hour stream when Tears of the Kingdom comes out, uh, May 11th into May 12th. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Ashley underscore FL, and YouTube as well. I put out put out weekly content on my YouTube, and I'm also on TikTok. It's Ashley underscore Florida, all spelled out. I put out quite a few TikToks a week. Uh, I'm currently streaming Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, Thursday nights, I do go late, and I am doing retro speedrun world record attempts. It's super fun. Um, so that's what's going on in my world. Awesome. Mike, what about you? I'm going to piggyback on that. Like, it, Nintendo very rarely does direct sequels. They did it with Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy 2 was more of the same and great. They did it with uh, Majora's Mask, more of the same and great. I'm okay with a direct sequel to a game. as long as, When Nintendo does it, they do it right. And so I'm super excited. And, like, people frustrated that, like, hey, I want something different. It's like, you're going to get it eventually. 
but this is one of the few times Nintendo listened to us. We love Breath of the Wild. Can we have more? And they said yes. So to ask for that and then to be like, oh, I, don't, I want something different now. It's like, just let's enjoy it what we have but you know I'm, I'm an optimistic dude and it's zelda and it's nintendo it's gonna be it's gonna be great no matter what um for me because i like watching a fun stream watching poncho taco play yoshi's island was a ton of fun so i'm like okay i'm gonna do what any good streamer does i'm gonna steal that and use that on my stream so i have a 12 hour <laughs> yoshi island stream to celebrate 1500 hours of mario maker 2 and if you're thinking that doesn't make any sense it it's fine it doesn't really but i really wanted to play <laughs> And I need a name for my 12-hour stream, so it's to celebrate 1,500 hours of Mario Maker 2, we are going to play a different Mario game. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to do that. That'll be uh, the last Saturday of April. I think it's the, the 29th. And those are those are always wild. You see people do 12-hour streams all the time. You see people do 24-hour streams. I'm old. After four hours, I'm thinking about taking a nap. So it's always fun towards the end where I'm talking about like my favorite type of tape and like i'll have a 30 minute argument on why duct tape is so good and it's off the rail streams are my favorite and then yoshi island is a fun game that i haven't played forever and just watching you play just hit me right in the feels so that's pretty much what i'm doing awesome uh i don't really have anything additional to add as far as roundtables so i'll just uh you can find me at twitch.tv slash poncho taco uh playing similar games mario makers some retro stuff uh, you can also go to just ponchotaco.com if you want to. That'll redirect you to my channel. Uh, the other th- the thing I will say is I'm, I'm going to announce it now because this will go live by the time I actually do announce it on the channel. But I'm also doing a 12-hour stream to celebrate two years of streaming. That will be Friday, April 14th. Friday, April 14th. 12-hour stream. So two years streaming. Uh, that's... That's that's my 12 hour stream that day. So you guys want to if any of my listeners want to come on, hop on by, hop on by. I'll be there pretty much all day. I love how weird they get towards the end. I'll be there just laughing. Look at look at Poncho go. (laughs) This is not it's so much fun. (laughs) I I actually I did one actually semi recently. And it wasn't for like any like celebration or something. It was because like I was having internet issues and I was like, I haven't done anything in a while because uh, I've been offline for like weeks. So I was like, oh, let me just do a 12 hour stream. Why not? I'll catch everybody up, whatever. Uh, but uh, uh, that'll be it. OK, and with that said, this has been our eighth episode of RK Parlor. I hope everybody listening enjoyed. We'll uh, catch you again in another month. Until then, adios. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Have a beautiful time.